Welcome back, Ross Wars, to uh, the latest edition of Across the Pond, uh, as usual. Nate, Ross, welcome. How are you guys? Yeah, good. Good, good to see you, Mike. Fantastic. Brilliant. Yeah, good. Yeah, I've, I've gone I've gone soft drinks now. <laughs> I, I don't have a drink in a few weeks, so I'm just trying try to save myself up for the weekend if I can. No, good, man. Are you um are you, you off to the game uh, uh, tomorrow? Wembley? Uh, Sunday. Sunday, yeah, sorry. Sunday, yeah, yeah. We'll go to this. I've got tickets for next week as well, but um, we may sell next week's tickets and try to get tickets for the Ravens game the week after, depending on how things go. Obviously, things are a bit difficult to get out and about at the moment. So, yeah, the, the Falcons Jack should be should be an interesting game. I think um, both teams obviously want to win. We've got quite a few game players on both sides. Um, like, what, who are you looking forward to? Do you have any fantasy players playing in that game, Mark? Uh, I'll probably have across the. 11 fantasy leagues. Oh. I mean, I must, I, I, well, I must have someone somewhere. For Ross Wars, yeah. Uh, Roster Wars. Josh Allen. I, Josh Allen, but he's been on the bench so far. So he's played He's played three and only actually turned up in one game. And that was the one game he got 45 points. So, um, Boom or bust. Yeah, yeah. I've got BJ in a couple of the leagues. So I'm, I'm quite keen to see him him live. Um, yeah, finish, should, I yeah. should be a good game. Uh, if I make the Bills games, obviously, it'd be nice to see the Bills play or then the week after the Ravens. So, Hopefully see hopefully see some NFL this year after some uh, after the disappointing miss of the um Rams game uh, in uh, SoFi earlier in the year. But there we go. I guess so uh, if you're you are you are the links, aren't you, Nathan? I know that on Sunday. Yeah, I'm 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 on the golf course. So um unfortunately I couldn't uh, couldn't join you this Sunday, but uh, hopefully my my golf uh, game gradually improves. But yeah, it's an absolute work in progress at the moment. Um, so I could be uh, I could be fetching a lot of balls uh, in the rough. Um, yeah, R- Roscoe, when when are you gonna take well, what's it uh, the ten hour drive south to London? Uh, if I'm coming down south, I'm definitely not driving. Let's be honest. But yeah, maybe <laughs> next year we'll get to a a, a London game. It's not just Wembley now, is it? I'll get to a London game maybe next year. This year is a bit sure, too uh, soon. Booked a holiday sure you, in Mexico. Sure you can pick up uh, Johnny English on the way down via. Uh, where's he, where does where does Johnny English live in Leicester? Um, Leicester yeah, Leicester yeah. is yeah. Yeah, there we go. Um, no, we, we should we should actually we should actually try at some stage uh, in the near future, sort of organise a bit of a, a roster wars uh, UK party or, or at least gathering. Um, I'd be up for that. Yeah. yeah. A nice a nice black tie dinner somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get uh, get the top outs, maybe a day at the races. <laughs> <laughs> right. So obviously the object of this evening, we, we're we're a quarter way through the through the season. Um, we're we've been bouncing ideas back and forth for the last few weeks. We we thought we'd do a, a quarter of a season review. Um, some surprises, some good surprises, some bad surprises. Uh, we'll run through chapter by chapter. Um, and I guess we start at the top with chapter seven. Now. Nathan, let's just start with you because you're in it. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad we're starting with this so we can sort of get it out the way. Um, if I'm just briefly skimming through sort of all the chapters, I think uh, it's general <laughs> record. I didn't see the fire sale, but yes, there is a file sale going on. The car boot sale. Uh, Tyler's not the biggest fan of it, but if you just go across the trade bait, uh, the futures trade bait um, thread, uh, you'll see all the players that are up uh, for cheap prices. I even spent money to bring Zach Wilson back to the Saints. Um, 
But anyway, neither here nor there. I'm sure Tyler's going to turn off the podcast when, when he hears this. Um, but on to chapter seven, looking at it straight off the bat, we've got by far the worst record of all the chapters in the Futures League. Um, the only person they're sitting with a winning record is uh, is the new man, uh, Kenny, and his, his Crystal Lake counsellors. Um, yeah, they, they've sort of... Uh, I wouldn't say opportunistically because it wasn't his fault, but he's taken advantage of a very weak um, uh, chapter. So he's, uh, I think in week one, uh, he dismantled the tough guys by over 100 points. He put up sort of uh, 330 points himself. Uh, then in week two, he had a narrow win uh, over Sal in the Raiders, only seven points there. Um, and then in week three, um, he managed to uh, to beat the mayhem quite comprehensively. Um, and then he's got myself this week. So I think Kenny's uh, positioned himself pretty well uh, in that chapter. His team is pretty set. He's in a favorable chapter. So I think um, he'll be really wanting to sort of push on. Um, but skimming through the other three teams, Carlos' team, my, my team, and then obviously uh, uh, the Tampa Tough guys, if you just look at the points four in that team, all of us are roughly around 750 points total. Um, Carl is more at 770 points total. But that, yeah, that, that's an average of about 250 points, which is just not going to crack it really in roster walls. And I think um, Carl and myself being sort of multiple season relative vets in the league, Carl obviously way more than myself, we sort of both have a slight identity of what we're doing. Uh, we both sort of rebuilding. Um, whereas the tough guys, it was interesting at the start of the season. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what John sort of thought of his squad because he's obviously got people like Lamar Jackson. Uh, he had a very good draft class. I think he went with sort of Bryce Young. He took Zach Charbonnet. Um, I'm trying to think who else. He had Quinton Johnson. Um, so he had a pretty pretty healthy sort of draft class this year. Um, he's got pieces, Brian Robinson, um, sort of Gabe Davis, his, his receivers are a bit sort of a little Steph, bit Diggs, good Godwin, isn't it? They're not, they're not a bad two to base round, are they? I mean, yeah, exactly. And, and I think is, it's not talent devoid, is it? it? There is, there is opportunities there to score points on certain weeks, you know. They, they, all these, most of these guys could have, I mean, not even Brian Robinson, he can have a big week for the, for the uh, Red yeah, Commanders. been good this season, yeah. He's getting a lot yeah. of usage, so he, he definitely has some guys who could make him better than his current record like i think he's maybe under underachieving as well it's like he, he's got a bit more depth than he does like sort of high ceiling players he, a couple of guys in his bench that are sort of starting he's mentioned his, his rookie class he's got tank dell um who, who's who's sort of broken out a little bit and um, so he can become like a starter for him and guys like michael thomas who you know yourself nate watching the saints like he's he may with Jameis winston in the, in the lineup for however long, uh, he may get uh, a bit more high volume and get some put up those PPR points. Yeah, absolutely. And I think sort of just looking at his team, um, I think the defense is the real worry for him because he's only put up, I think in the three weeks, he's only put up just over 100 points in each week just on, def on the defensive side. Um, his best week in week two when his team did score 300 points, his defense put up 130, but unfortunately he came up against a strong tremors. So... Yeah, I, th I think yeah that, that that chapter is a bit of a mess, but it's sort of uh, it's Kenny's, and I think Kenny will have this wrapped up by week six, week seven probably. Um, he'll have that chapter sort of locked down and confirmed, and then then essentially because of the favourable 
chapter, he'll be pushing for sort of hopefully a number one seed himself. But there, there's some other good teams uh, within that chapter seven. Um, yeah, it, 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 as you say, like even if you sort of go to the, the, the greater uh, rankings that our league does, you've got Tampa, Stellenbosch Saints and the Indiana Mayhem, three of them in the bottom four. Um, and that takes into sort of all play records. That takes into sort of um, alternative power rankings. Um, whereas, quite quite coincidentally, Kenny's only sort of one to he's only sitting at sixth. So he's sitting sort of mid table in the overall uh, PP rankings. Um, but he's obviously sitting quite pretty at three and zero, and soon to go four and zero, and sort of build from there. Yeah, also, I knew your plans before the season. You were looking to, you know, rebuild and, and regrow yours, and obviously, obviously, Carla as well. But also, I guess for like, you know, the Tampa Tough guys, it's year one's educational, right? If you haven't really yeah. done much IDP in this sort of format before, you picking out the players. And I was looking at his, um, he's very light uh, linebacker, for example. He's not, he's not got a lot of depth. So if, 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 well, if one of them goes down, he's in a lot of trouble then. Obviously, most week in, week out, it's your tackle count for your linebackers that really, boost your scores and a couple of defensive ends or tackles, having a couple of sacks, then you're away. So, yeah. I yeah, guess we like, yeah. we'll, we'll, yeah, at different ahead, stages as well. Obviously, you know, uh, the councillors are, are firing away. So Yeah, I think, as you said, like, run for the pink. Yeah, ex- yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I think, I think that I was so relieved this last week to, to, to steal a result um, on John there, um, just to sort of give myself that one Win for the one win for the season. Uh, I'll probably need two, but I don't know. We'll eventually get to to chapter twelve, and then you guys can talk about uh, the Gators and the Puffins sort of battling it out as well. Because um, I think it's going to be interesting who ends up pink. I think obviously myself is still very much involved in it. Uh, John and the, and the tough guys, uh, the Riverbank Raiders, who we'll get onto, and then the teams like the Puffins and the Gators, and maybe even the Unicorns if all else uh, fails. But uh, but we'll talk about chapter ten a little bit later. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that to me sort of really sums up chapter seven. I don't think there've been any surprises there. I think everyone sort of is where, uh, we sort of saw them at the start of the year. Um, and it is very much Kenny's sort of Kenny's, uh, chapter to lose there. Um, which I can't see him losing really. <laughs> yeah. At three and already. Yeah. It's, it's a good start for him. He's two and I against the chapter as well. Um, so that's obviously a, a good boost when you try to win your own chapter to get yourselves into the playoffs. Well, you, you know, I think uh, Carla was in the playoffs last year, you were the year before. So it's obviously, you know, it's cycling around a little bit in that in that uh, in chapter seven. So and it's obviously two newbies, one at the top, one at the bottom. It can show you how how easy you can get it right or wrong. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and, it's a, and it's sort of different tactics as well uh, in the sort of dispersals, I think. I think the tough guys went for more sort of draft capital ways. Whereas Kenny was was pretty aggressive on on, on the players that he um, that he drafted in that dispersal. Okay, and obviously going back to your original point, fire sale at the Saints. So we'll move on. Yeah, please. Uh, any of the people that are listening, please uh, knock on my door. I've had a few uh, uh, trades go down recently, so I'm, I'm I'm here to I'm here to sell everything. Fire sale. Everyone's on the bo- on the block, except for Zach Wilson. You got to hold on that gem like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's undroppable, not the keeper. He's untradeable now. <laughs> I've got, I've got, I've got a couple of shares in other leagues as well, and I'm desperately trying to move him on from people. 
Yeah, so I think sort of naturally sort of progressing through um, the PPE side of things, uh, sort of on to chapter eight, um, it starts to get more competitive uh, as we go on. Um, obviously, you've got the koalas here who have just come out an absolute flyer to start the year. Um, Paul's team was, at the start of the, the season, was one of the favourites on the PP side. Um, I think people did sort of think uh, they would be competing. Um, they've obviously had to sort of navigate uh, a few sort of issues. Uh, obviously, Cooper Cup going down before week one was a bit of a hit to them, but that hasn't slowed them down at all. Um, they've had uh, Justin Herbert putting up unbelievable points, um, but they are very, very shallow uh, at the QB position. They've got Herbert and Mayfield um, are the only two that are playing for him. And, uh, and just coincidentally, which I think this actually works in his favor, they've both got the same bye week. So I think it actually works in his favor. He might even take the loss in week five just to sort of bring them back and sort of carry on building there. Uh, but he's going to go into week five without a startable quarterback. So, um, uh, Paul, if you if you want Zach Wilson, you know he is starting at the moment. Tom Brady could be back by then looking at his roster. You never know. Tom Brady could, yeah, could, yeah. could be walking out uh, um, in a, a sort of green uniform. Yeah, that would be horrific. As uh, Ross said, uh, as Ross said prior, I, I don't think that'll happen in Ross's lifetime. <laughs> no, if you're not. no, 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 definitely. I, I like it. I think I think Paul's due for a, a bounce back. Let me say because looking at his team, he's got a couple of like really high ceiling players, like the Justin Herbert to Keenan Allen stack has just been unbelievable last few weeks. So I'm sure that will continue. But you look at like you said the Baker Mayfield situation; he's actually been putting up okay points as like yeah. the, the QB two, but I don't expect that to continue. I think I think he's going to hit earth very soon, um, and the running backs are sort of still to get properly started. Um, Joe Mixon's just just sort of getting up to speed, but Alexander Madison's really flattered to deceive, even though he put up a decent week this week. Um, so I, I think I can see Paul maybe coming closer back to the pack. I know he's sort of way out ahead. He's 61-8 and eight in all play records, so um, phenomenal start. But I think the other guys in the division have got a chance to at least compete um, for, for the title, because the, the, the division title anyway, because they are, and putting up decent scores themselves. I mean, there's three three teams that have put over a thousand points up. Um, and obviously, the Spurs and Sharks will be will be chasing chasing their tails as well. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because because the Koalas come up now this week against the Spurs, as you say, a, a team in the same chapter. But then they've got quite a favourable fixture list. They play the tough guys and the Saints back to back after that. So the, the, those should be two right and victory so they should be sitting at five and one going in halfway through the season and then the back half of the season is really going to be interesting because to me chapter nine which we'll get on to is actually quite competitive um it's very strong uh, it's very well rounded so he has to go through chapter nine they're through the falcons the tremors and the blizzard and then he faces his own chapter which is sort of spurs and tiger sharks so yeah it's gonna Going into these sort of bye weeks, it's going to be very interesting for the koalas. But look, they've they've started aggressively. Uh, they sit high and pretty uh, on top of uh, on top of the sort of the PP power rankings, really. Um, but yeah, sort of. I, I think I think Paul knows what is coming uh, with with injuries and with buys, and maybe Cooper Cup comes back in time. Let's see how Kamara does uh, when he comes back from suspension. So um, a lot to sort of work on there. What um, Mike, have you looked at sort of the Dallas Spurs match? What what's your sort of take on uh, 
uh, on Dave's sort of uh, build there. Again, like quarterback wise, he's, he's got three decent starters there, so uh, they're all on the bye week on the same week in week nine. Trevor Lawrence, uh, Brock Purdy, Russell Wilson, all on the bye week in that week, which is going to hurt him in week yeah. nine. Um, uh, yeah, the, the roster's made up well. It is scoring well, undeniably. You look at the, look at the, the points they've scored already through three games. It, it's it's a it's a strong strong team as far as that goes. At the moment. Obviously, even you know with the issues at um, the Jets, Garrett Wilson still scoring points. Woods is, is ticking along quite nicely in Houston. Which obviously, Stroud's been a bit of a surprise. Um, sort of, the, I think the best of the bunch of this year's quarterbacks so far, rookie quarterbacks. Um, I mean, his 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 depth at defensive ends obviously quite impressive as well. He's scoring some points there. I, th- I think, like you said, if if Paul Paul may lose one or two games, which will then bring the uh, the Spurs back into it. I think Shaq as well. The, is any of those three teams at the end of this end of this year could be. It's a bit like looking at chapter 10. It, at, at any given week, one of these two, one of the three or four teams could disrupt quite easily. Yeah. It, it's, it's not I think the biggest thing is, is looking at sort of their power rankings in the PPN. And it's sort of the inverse of chapter seven because you've got three teams now in, in chapter eight that are three of, three of the four uh, top teams are all in chapter eight. And if you sort of look through uh, the future league, uh, in general, there are only five teams that have scored more than a thousand points, and three of them are in this chapter. So there's only yeah. one team in the RR, and that's the Pigskins that have scored a thousand points over three weeks. And then you've got the Tremors, and then you've got three teams in chapter eight that have scored over a thousand points. So you've got some big hitters there. Like, I think obviously, we don't, I don't know the stats in front of me to sort of counterbalance it, but I think there's a huge disparity in quality in the PP versus in the RR. It's a bit more condensed with the teams are a lot more competitive. But these three teams are uh, are, are really going to have to scrap it out. And it might well be the case where all three of them qualify for the playoffs if they come the end of the season against all play with the, with the, with the offences they have. But sort of as you say, Mike, sort of looking through that Spurs team, it's it's a dangerous team. It's putting up big points. Like even that, that Harrison Phillips, that defensive tackle at the Vikings, I don't know where the hell he came from, but he put up sort of 40 points week one, 35 points week two. I know he had a bit of a dud last week, but it's it's sort of little gems like that. He's had TJ Watt carrying his defense um, most of the most of the season so far. Um, he, yeah, he, he, Dave and, and the Spurs will be will be wanting to be com- competitive, but he's going to have to go through uh, the entirety of that chapter eight, which I think they're going to have to sort of beat each other um, to sort of uh, see themselves advantageously going into sort of the playoffs. Obviously, last week they lost to the Raiders, right? So that, that shows oh, yeah. how competitive that is. Yeah, I think that was a surprise to all because you've obviously had the Spurs score 350 points plus 400 points, and then they just had a massive flop at 250 points, and they're only narrowly beaten Parcel and his Raiders at 260. But, yeah, I think it's it's volatile. But this week will be a good benchmark for them because they're going up against the Koalas, if they're, if they're able to sort of nick a victory against the Koalas and bring the Koalas down to three and one, them to three and one, then it becomes even more difficult. Um, and that's just the Spurs, I think, sort of briefly sort of skimming on to, to the Tiger Sharks now with, with, with Shaq. Um, he's also in quite a nice position. He's got three startable, uh, serviceable QBs. Um, obviously, the injury of Saquon um, hurts him a bit, but... He's got Gibbs, who I think Gibbs is going to go off 
um, Thursday night and then like tonight and then you obviously got a chain who went off and you sort of he's building a nice roster there with a lot of sort of uh, Tyreek Hill he's got a lot of that Dolphins offense which uh, which has been pretty strongly volatile and hopefully that continues for him but uh, it'll be interesting if it does yeah I like Shark I think he was one of my favorites um pre-season but I think even throughout the season he's sort of like like you talked about the roster taking shape I think it's ready to explode. Like when Barkley comes back, he'll obviously get that usage, but he's got the sort of ceiling level players. Obviously, A-Chain had 50 points. He's not going to do that every week. We've no. got him, you've got Tyreek Hill, um, Tony Pollard. These are guys, and obviously Micah Parsons on defence as well. These are guys who can put up 40, 50 points and any Aaron given Donald. week. And yeah, yeah, and they they can win a week for you by themselves. And that's you need that little bit of luck when it comes to the playoffs. So if he he can get to the playoffs and get in the, the important games. And one of these guys goes off for 45 points, and that's just extra, just great. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, yeah, I fully agree. And I think I think he won't be sort of too worried about sitting sort of one and two in that division. Like, if you look at his all-play record, it's 49 and 20, and he's sitting one and two. It's, uh, it's crazy how well his team's actually done. Um, you know, unfortunately, obviously, sitting with that record, um, but I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure you won't struggle to to sort of be pretty close to to, to players if not definitely in the playoffs uh, come the end of the season. I think finally, then to sort of round up uh, chapter eight, you've got uh, Sal's uh, Riverbank Raiders. Um, I think Sal sort of obviously took a took a slow while getting accustomed to sort of uh, the league. Um, in his first week, he only started off with about 188 points, um, even though he was blown out by uh, the Koalas scoring to 370. It wouldn't really have mattered, but it was sort of a learning a learning curve for him. And then um, he's been, yeah, he's been pretty lucky the last two matchups, even though he did lose to the Councillors. The Councillors only put up 260. He put up 250. Uh, Sal put up in 260. But it's not going to get any easier. I think he's got quite a, quite a tough... Uh, schedule sort of coming up and and I think he's yeah he's finding his feet with this squad he's obviously been unfortunate to have Nick Chubb go down uh, someone like Cam Hayward usually was pretty steady uh, Jerry Judy hasn't fired yet um, he's a bit light at running back because guys like Delvin Cook haven't stepped up so he's sort of been scraping around there um, but he, but at the linebacker room and sort of on the IDP side, I think he's relatively healthy. I just I think he's got a nicely rounded squad. It's just nothing really is is, is going to set the world on fire, in my opinion. He's got, he's got quite a strong looking at the defensive side. He's got a lot of talent on there that can can we said bring up a massive week and score some big points any given week. So he's not he's not one to be overlooked. There's, there's obviously players on there that will come on and and I mean Nick Bolton hasn't really had a big week yet. He's been a yeah. few injuries. Um, uh, Max Crosby hasn't really lit one up yet. When well, he's, he's due to probably I know a multiple sack week at some point. Um, there's players there that will, yeah will carry him through on wins. And if the offense can have a you know more steady run, he's got he's got a good selection of quarterbacks on there as well. Burrow, Prescott, uh, Matt Stafford, and obviously Andy Dalton started last week, so we may we may see more of him as the season goes back as and forwards. Um, yeah, it's, it's the running back room that's the kind of the what they worry a little bit with with injuries on there as well. I mean, also, yeah, if Fournette suddenly gets a job, maybe he, you know, maybe he starts coming and firing on some points. But yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit light in certain areas. But it, it's not, 
it's not a roster that screams out panic sell it, it's it could improve a little, a little bit of tweaking here and there yeah i think it's 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 very much sort of a, a retooling phase uh this team is, is is i think the defense is there i think it has a bit of depth of quarterback so it really is about sort of hitting a little bit on the offensive side and I'm, and i think sell needs to be one of those teams that is um and uh, yeah i don't want to sort of speak out of line here because it's more of an incentive to me, but I think he should be looking to sort of pick up pieces from the the full rebuild teams like myself, maybe the tough guys, uh, maybe if sort of someone else is selling some of their pieces, sell could well be a, a team that sort of looks at sort of retooling, but it's difficult. In that chapter, it's very, very difficult when you're coming up against three teams that are consistently scoring uh, over 330 points a week. Um, you just need a time at, Rightly, rightly so. You don't want to be coming into your peak when you've got juggernauts to get past. Um, so yeah, I, th- yeah. I think it's a, a bit of sort of a, a come to reality for Sal in, in, in chapter eight. Yeah, he's, he's, he's not yeah. in a full, full rebuild because, and tanking anyway because he doesn't have his own first round pick. Um, yeah. so, so, someone else has got that, that's you, Nate. Um, but he's, he does have a couple of first round picks. So I think maybe targeting next, next year target in the future is for him just looking at the points he's put up so far in the division he's in but and not in a way that he's going to lose every game but in a way that maybe acquiring younger players that will help him um so maybe acquiring vets that he can flip for value later on as well but yeah um I, i'd say he's playing for playing for the future at the moment after the first three games yeah next what is this is the is he second lowest point score no so, yeah second lowest point score across both chap, both um, RR and PP. So, yeah, <laughs> I, th- I think more. Yeah, it's more him sort of finding his feet. Um, I think you will sort of bounce back. I, I think I, I think I, I was the one that actually uh, sort of labelled him as a bit of a dark horse um, at the start of the season. I did, I did think a squad would do better because they had the Boltons, because they had the Crosbys, because they had the Chubs, who've all sort of misfired. Um, and even Joe Burrow, you'd argue he's had such a bad start to the season himself. So I think it's sort of compounded there. Um, and he sort of struggled to keep up in that chapter. But yeah, his team, I think his team, his squad is too good to be around the the sort of um, end of, and I, I can see him leapfrogging all three of our teams in chapter seven, the Mayhem, the Saints and the Tough Guys. Um, it's just obviously sort of strength of schedule and, and, and sort of how he how he combats that and, and, and develops from there. But yeah, that's, those are sort of, that's sort of the state of uh, chapter eight really. Okay, right. So, chapter nine. Um, well, re- relatively close on scoring. Relatively sc- obviously, it's two, two, and ones, and one, two, two, one, and twos. So, I guess everything to play for. And obviously, Chris with the Tremors is two wins and a bounce now, um, over a thousand points scoring. Um, and also, obviously, Connie, after last year's rebuild, starting to you know, make a bit of progress and Keith, Keith had a bit of a slow start with the Falcons. So let's, let's start with the Tremors at the top. Uh, yeah, I think I, th- I think I think this this chapter this chapter to me is 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 secretly pretty competitive, and I won't even say secretly pretty competitive. You got the Tremors who have won the PP for the last sort of two years back to back. His team hasn't really changed. He's putting up a thousand points over three games. Um, You've got the Blizzards, who've got the the, the Allen, the Josh Allen, uh, Patrick Mahomes, thanks to me, uh, um, 
a better base and, and flex to build off. So the Blizzards are always going to be competitive with AJ Brown um, <clears throat> as well, sort of in that team. That, that team's always going to put up points. Everyone sort of thought after Keith's moves, um, he traded really well in the offseason. He had very good draft picks the, the year before. I thought the Falcons were going to be one team that really starts to sort of stake a claim in the league and starts to move move upwards. But his team has really struggled, um, which has surprised me. And then Connie's team, I think, has also sort of outperformed um, themselves. Well, not necessarily outperformed themselves. I just think they're finding their feet. We, we all saw Connie had such a good draft, uh, whether it was last year or the year before. And a lot of these guys are sort of paying dividends now, like your Quay Walkers, Devontae Wyatt. Um, she's doing really well with um, sort of dudes. She's she's obviously got a lot of Packers on her team. And uh, and that week six bye is going to be tough on her. But at the same time, <laughs> that's what she loves. That's who she supports. And, that, and that's who she wants to do well. So I understand she's got Musgrave. Uh, she even started the Detavian Wicks, who was the other wide receiver for the, the Packers this last week. Um, she's got a team that's built them, and they and they're competing. Competing. She 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 beat the Tremors in Week One, and she was unlucky not to sort of uh, win some other matchups. But um, yeah, I think sort of going back to sort of the top there, the, it's still the Tremors to lose. I think they've got a squad there, um, but it's going to be interesting to see whether the Blizzards and the Badgers and the uh, and um, and the Falcons can sort of eat into the difference that the Tremors had uh, uh, sort of last year going forward. Yeah, I think that the Falcons are definitely underperforming based on yeah. maybe the dynasty value of the players they have, if that makes sense. So you've got guys, the wide receivers are just, Jamar Chase wasn't performing until this week. And then you've got Drake London, who, who knows when he's going to get a catchable pass thrown his way. DJ Moore, very much the same as well. And Calvin Ridley's had a couple of down weeks. And then you've got Justin Fields, who was obviously, you'd expect him to be that sort of high high value running quarterback for fantasy, but he's just not, he's not been good at running or passing this season. So a lot of guys who are having down years for the Falcons, and you compare that with a guy like the Blizzard, who in season has seemed to increase the value of his players. So you've got Puka Nakua, who's obviously a, a star out of nowhere. Um, and then he's picked up Kyron Williams as well. Like they're guys who going into the season you wouldn't have expected to be starters or like maybe higher end starters. And it turns out that they they have been for Blizzard. So a bit of a, a change in dynamics during the season from what we expected. Um, and like you said, I just love what, looking at that Blizzard roster with Mahomes and Allen at the top there. It just gives you a chance every single week. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, th I, th I think I think the Blizzards knows he's been pretty active, sort of in the background, um, speaking to me quite a bit. Bill, sort of trying to put trades together, looking at wide receivers, looking at linebackers. I think he knows where his his roster is needy. It's just obviously um, being a bit more sort of assertive and sort of approaching sort of uh, trade conversations um, and sort of trying to advance the team, but. Looking at his team, his team's going to tango. They're going to have some big weeks coming up. But, but the thing is, his his quarterbacks have sort of performed. Like your Mahomes and your Allens, they're not doing terribly. They are performing week in week out. So he does need the rest of his squad to pull the weight as well. And I think sort of at defensive tackle, he's had sort of Jan Reed break out and players that you wouldn't think to start are breaking out. Which in 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 every fantasy sort of manager's head, it's annoying. 
when the person that you're expecting to perform, they're not the one. It's sort of the backup or the number two in the depth chart. And you, you can't pre-prepare for that. So I think he needs a bit of luck. He's definitely going to be in with the conversation uh, of the playoffs later, just based on that that squad, as long as he doesn't sort of hit too many injuries. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think I think it's a, that Blizzard side is is a good roster. Again, he's he's another one. I've got his his first round draft pick just because I'm trying to get onto as many as possible. But um, but he's a team that is 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 there. Uh, to compete now. And as you say, guys like Nakua, guys like uh, Karen Williams are only going to help him. Um, and hopefully they are sustainable for the entire season and not just sort of boom players just based off early season sort of production. And look, looking at his roster, <clears throat> slightly more away from how it's been, he's got a lot of players on one year, one year and two year contracts. He, 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 he wants to be making the most of this window. Obviously, come RFA next year on your tags, you can only, there's only so much you can defend and so much you can keep on board. So, I guess, you know, for Bill, he, he wants to really kick on and to get himself in the playoffs and get, you know, once you get in the playoffs, anything's possible, right? By the time, by the time our playoffs kick off, the NFL season's winding down a little bit and we get some very strange results in people sitting. So this could be the time he, you know, pushes on and tries to catch Chris at the top and get himself in the playoffs and go, go for the title. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a tough off season for, for the Blizzards, as you say. Um, I think they've, they, they've got a lot of, they've got a lot of one-year pieces that, um, that are going to be up for sort of uh, that are going to be competed on, um, and I'm just checking now what sort of warback situation they've got twenty, which is sort of fair uh, there and thereabouts. But the PP in general is quite is quite poor on the warback side in general, other than the Falcons. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think um, I think sort of the Blizzards will will be another team to beat there. It's just sort of I just wanted to see. What they should well, I guess looking at the current situation, they're, they're in a good chance of getting through. They're all, yeah, they're all play records not amazing, but they've got a good chance of getting through on the bottom half of the of the, of the main playoff bracket anyway. I guess. Yeah, exactly. Other... And look, it's very much early season mm-hmm. in their hands. They still have to play the Badgers, a chapter of rivalry, mayhem. Who's rebuilding? Mm-hmm. Tough guys who are rebuilding. Um, then they'll have a few tough tests. Obviously, the Tiger Sharks and the Koalas will be good benchmarks for them gearing up for the playoffs. Um, because those teams should 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 be in the playoffs to sort of compete against. So, yeah, look, I think um, I think Bill will be be relatively happy with where his team is, but I think um, he could probably do with another another piece or two really to sort of push him and sway it in his in his uh, in his um, favour. Yeah, because looks like he's scoring nine hundred and twenty points through. Yeah, two and one up. But yeah, yeah, if any of these guys have a, have a really good week on the offense or defense. That that scoring can jump quite quite considerably even with the players he's got. So, I think I think I think Bill's going for a chance to, to take this down to the wire. I mean, you know, it won't take much for for Josh Allen or Mahomes to have a really big week, right? So, quite easily, even those guys can have an extraordinary week one week. Um, I guess he's a bit upset that Mahomes sat out most of last game against the Bears because he didn't need to be on the pitch. Um, bit, bit, bit like the Dolphins with Tua, right? It just the, the, the entire offense just sit down. Yeah, we've got fifty on the board. Just sit. oh, another touchdown. Um, yeah, I think I think I think I, I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't rule him out at all on this. So I think he's yeah, a, absolutely. He's got some good. And then onto the badges, like I've impact. yeah, and then onto sort of the badges. I've had a few conversations with Connie about um, sort of trades and 
and essentially trying to sell her some of my win now one year pieces. Um, and she's having none of it. She's she's mentally, she's giving me the impression that she's not really worried about this year. She's being very patient, very cautious, which I think is the perfect thing to do for her. I think she is in that stage where she's got a young quarterback in Jordan Love who's really been exciting for fantasy player people and for also obviously Packers fans. Desmond Ritter is a big concern and I think that's something that she'll be aware of is whether or not he can make the step up. Um, but yeah, she's, she's, she's had Mostert who's, who's sort of broken out. He's on a one-year deal, which I imagine she'll probably be trying to flip, trying to sell on if she is sort of retooling. Uh, Kenneth Walker's proven again this year why why he's been sort of uh, the clear number one there in Seattle, even with Charbonnet sort of chomping at the bit. Um, her wide receivers, in my opinion, could do a little bit of work. Obviously, Romeo Dubes is her sort of lead uh, receiver. Christian Watson's injury hasn't really helped. Traylon Burks has been a bit disappointing. But I think that whole Tennessee team, uh, the Titans have been uh, pretty pretty poor in general. Um, tight end, she's a bit light. But then defensively, I think she's done well. Jordan Davis has been good. Um, sort of edge rusher Brian Burns has been good. Um, linebacker, she's also a bit light. So Jack Gibbons and Quay Walker, but outside of that, there's not much. So she she's a young team. She's a recently uh, drafted quite a lot of good players. They're on good contracts. Um, so I think it's, it will be the right thing for her to be patient and to sort of retool and, and, and look into next year as well. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Though. Yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's a work. Well, I think she said it's, yeah, it's a work in progress. It takes a bit of time and you've got to stand firm in your philosophy, right? You can't keep keep jumping forwards and making some trades that, that don't help you this year. You've got, you know, got to bit sensibly and keep building. It's all about timing. Indeed. Striking with the right time. And obviously and the, then obviously uh, the king of the, uh, finally the Falcons. King of the PP Warbucks. <laughs> yeah, they're looking at the, the war chest merchant. I think uh, he I think he almost has more than double all of our Warbucks put together. It's actually ridiculous what he's done. Like, I think you guys thought Matty Warbucks was bad, but then the, the what 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 Keith has done in the PP is also surreal. He's But the, the thing that baffles me is that Keith is – I don't know what he's waiting for. Um, maybe he's waiting for next year. Maybe he's waiting for the year after. Um, who knows? His team, to me, as we said at the start of sort of looking at the chapter, it's 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 – really underperformed and it's been surprisingly disappointing fields hasn't really shown up uh the whole antonio gibson falling off a cliff really um then obviously sort of tyler algier did okay but he at least he's got Bijan to sort of complement that his wide receivers have haven't done much chase in london um even his titans he's obviously done well with laporta but but commits obviously tied to field. So I think in general, his team has been disappointing, but I think it's a team that will turn around. And when it turns around, it's going to be, it's going to be strong. It's going to be pushing for the playoffs. It, it might just need that one week where suddenly these guys will come back on form. It, it, yeah. it might not take a lot. And it, it, we're, only, we're only three games of the season. There's still a long way to go. So there's a lot of players on there that, like you said, have not quite, quite hit the marks. So they should be hitting. You know, I think uh, Ross earlier, like Jamal Chase. He's going to suddenly come good again. If Burrow starts getting his game back in the gear, you know, Chase will be scoring big points each week. Um, I want to say the same thing about DJ Moore, but I'm, I'll probably stay clear of that conversation. Uh, I mean, Ayuk's, you know, he can have big weeks in San Francisco. It just depends. I mean, there's, some, there's, some, there's, there's plenty of firepower there. Um, and Sam Laporte is, is, is having a good start at his career at the Lions. So 
guess we're in for a big night for him tonight against. Because obviously, looking at how the uh, the Packers did not defend the tight ends last week, uh, he could be in for quite an interesting evening. Yeah. Who, who do you reckon's going to take the PP title then? Three weeks in, are you, are you changing your opinions? Who do you um, it's tough to say. I at the start, at the start, I think I put my money on the Tiger Sharks or. Or I, th- I think it could have even been the Falcons as sort of like a, a side trying to be different. Um, the trusty trimmers are are, um, are, are always there and thereabouts. Um, Chris is obviously one of the, the better guys uh, in Ross Wars in general. Uh, just very quietly spoken, sort of gets about his business, always reliable, puts in a good side. He's been the PP um, champion for the last two years in a row um he knows what he's doing he's got a good squad there but i'm just trying to be different i'm trying to be refreshed and i hope the koalas have enough about them i hope paul does well um and i hope paul wins it but yeah if i I was a betting man i'd probably be very boring and put money on the tremors just to keep it do a little three-peat if i was a very boring betting man but if if yeah, even the Spurs. I think it, I, I do think it's a little bit early. Sorry, I, I could go through half that half that sort of top three, four. Um, I think it's I think it's still a bit too early to to say clearly who I think is going to win the PP. It's going to be the Vegas Beach Tiger Sharks. I've decided. I'm not uh, being hesitant. That's it. It's going to be them. I'm telling you now. Here we go. I was probably the same things to be different. I won't take the same team. I'm, uh, I'm going to go for the Blizzard. I think the Blizzard's going to come storming through on this. Interesting. Win now. And who's um who's going to end up with the 101? Well, hey, we've not was... got to them yet. We've not got to them yet. Yeah. But in, in the PP, it, well, well, we've not got to the pink yet, but in the PP, I reckon it will be uh, Sal. I'll say Sal. Okay, so by, you think then, then by extension, you you have the one on one. You'll be you'll have Caleb Williams. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll be pretty happy. I've got mine and I've got Sal's. I just need to make sure the tough guys don't get the one on one. So, so William Williams Wilson starting quarterback lineup next year for the Saints. Yeah, and I think I have to keep uh, Williams on the bench, Caleb. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, it's, that it's, was uh, that was a good I skim think, through. Yeah, I think the tough guys are obviously in a, in a, in a shout of that being the. the you know, the way it's gone so far, but um, I'm going to back Nathan to be last. Thanks, Miranda. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. I, like, knowing me, I'll probably, yeah, I, it's all about navigating uh, the, the pink. And um, I was pretty relieved to just get a win. And now it's a case of, of always just trying to stay a little bit ahead, but be close enough to, to the bottom and uh, hence the fire sale and just getting rid of Jerome Ford and getting rid of sort of every piece that, that I think has even half a bit of value is... Uh, Shipping it off. If you are Pete, you just call it Rose. You obviously go go with the Stellenbosch, you know, the sort of there we go, yeah. Yeah. The the Rose Saints. <laughs> the Rose Taint. Yeah. Okay, well that wraps up the PP. Uh this one's the actual the, the actual main importance of the whole conversation tonight. The rest yeah, not the first 43 minutes have been a waste of time. Let's move on to the RR. Here we go. So, chapter 10. Uh reigning champions of pigskins have come out of the blocks. Guns blazing, basically. Three and out at the start, over a thousand points. Uh, is it fifty-four, fifteen all-play record? He's he's going for it. He's he's done added some nice additions as well. Um, as we said you know, in the off-season, 
they're scoring well. Obviously, he's got. Uh, obviously, I switched um, Cooper Cup with Debo Samuel with him. He got Cooper Cup to come back from injury. Uh, and I was just reading it. Pops up my watch a little second ago. They're not guaranteeing he's back for week five. They hope he's back for week five, but he might not be back for week five. Um, so that's like, uh, that's that's like twenty twenty four. He'll be back. That's uh, one of those Michael uh, Thomas oh. mysterious injuries. I want to say this is this is Michael Thomas two point Hamstring, hamstrings are difficult things, and you want to get. I mean, we've, we've seen enough. We'll talk about, you know, UK football. So, you know, the amount of players who, who like the Michael Owens of the world, right? These hamstrings go, they're never quite the same players. Um, but I, I, they're probably better off taking his time and rushing him back, right? The, the Rams aren't going to win anything this year, so they're, they're probably better off making sure he's back properly fit. Um, I can't remember how old he is now 29, 28, something like that. They don't need him, though, they've got quicker Nakua. Yeah, him. exactly. So there's no point rushing him back, right? So they might as well let, let him get properly healthy. Um, but yeah, I mean, looking at Matt's team, he's 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 got depth at all positions, really. So he can, he can handle a couple of you know a couple of knocks and whatever. Obviously, uh, Mike Evans went big the other week uh, for the for the for the um, Bucks. Um, but yeah, yeah, he's got. Yeah, Jalen Waddle missed last week. He's going to come back. Yeah, they're, they're still picking up victories with, with the injury. So I think that sort of shows Aaron, the depth of, the, of, of what he's built. Yeah, he's got Aaron Jones and Saquon Barkley as well to come back into the lineup when they're healthy and his defence is strong as well. So there's there's literally no sort of areas of weakness for him. Maybe safety, but like he's got startable safeties there. He's, he's going to get a decent number of points. But yeah. like literally everywhere else, he's got like elite talent. Um, the quarterbacks are sort of flattered to deceive a wee bit. Um, you maybe thought they would get a bit more from them, but um, they're sort of maybe coming into their own. Uh, Dak Prescott, especially now, um, once he gets a bit difficult schedule for Dallas, and maybe start throwing the ball rather than just running it all the time and get a bit more points. But yeah, I, I, it's difficult to see anyone else winning um, chapter ten at least, if not mm. RR and the the, the, the futures league title. Yeah, you know, he's definitely he's definitely one of the favourites for the back to back this year, right? I think he's got enough there to to keep steamrolling as he goes through. I think I play him in a couple of weeks. I'm not. I'm already already not looking forward to that. So, um, yeah, yeah, division. Yeah, two two and zero in the division as well. Um, can't remember who he's playing this week. Um, but I know. Yeah, is it the Arsenal this week? I think he's got. Yeah, he's yeah, it's division. So I'm putting yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, 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 you're Aaron, haven't you? So, um. Yeah. I guess that could be a, yeah, a bit of a factor as well. I think more of a gap for him as well in the division. Um, that, that, that should be quite an interesting matchup, uh, Ross, sort of uh, the Pigskins and the Arsenal, because Haji's sort of team is also looking quite strong. Like Even in sort of the power rankings, they sit sort of third uh, in the RR, and the Pigskins obviously sit first. And I think I think it's going to be a big importance there in terms of who who wins that sort of chapter. And, and do, do you think Haji's got a chance? Yeah, he's got a chance. I mean, a week-to-week basis, um, everyone's got a chance if it just falls their way. I think what I really like about him is his, his defensive talent. Like, he builds, he's building it in the way I would ideally build my team as well. So it's defensive tackles, and he's got <clears throat> maybe three of the top five or six defensive tackles in the league who can score 30, 40 points on, a, on an individual basis. And he's got Zaire Franklin, who's just continued... Where exactly where he left off, he's going to be a higher scorer as well. So um, I like the way he's built his defense, and um, and yeah, he he can definitely 
um, knock off the the pigskins in a, a, a week-to-week matchup. And again, fantasy football is all about luck. Doesn't seem to be falling for me right now, but um, if it fall, if he get he can get to the playoffs, which I'm sure he will, um, and then just put together a couple of good weeks. That's it. That's that's you got the the, the title. Yeah. Yeah, and as we know, as we said earlier on, as soon as you get to the playoffs, it's just week on week getting the players perform right, and you you you're there, right? So, um, yeah, I think normally, obviously, your division's quite tight by this point. I mean, obviously, I know you're not having a great start to the year, but. I think it just shows you how strong those other teams, those, those two teams are at the moment. But, you know, three, three and 0 and 2 and 1. Obviously, Aaron's not far behind. But it just shows that the, the strength of those two teams at the top. Um, I think, yeah, I think, like, depending on how, yeah, if, if, if Hadji wins this week, they're both 3 and 1. There's nothing to play for. In them. I think, but, yeah, it could, be, it could be. I think it's the second best matchup of the week in the RR. As was one other game we'll come to in a bit, which I think is more exciting this week. But that's quite, that's quite a juggernaut game, uh, those two. Could be sure. the monster matchup. It could be. Could should be. be. Well, I don't know. When it comes to the game in a minute, I think that think it should be. Well, I guess we'll see you in the next day or so. I, I know I'd, I'm looking forward to watching. The, the non-ironic version of the monster matchup. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I guess these two guys are the monsters. Yeah, they, they, they are, they are, you know, they've, they've taken over and, and, and obviously Matt last year ran the whole, the whole table, so... Um, and Hadji's hot, hot on his heels, so I'll be good. I'll be, it'd be good to watch, not be involved with. We'll sort of stay to the side and watch it go off. Um, so, Ross, what's uh, yeah, what's the, the thought process then on, on Aaron and where the Unforgiven are sitting? Like, what do you think is going through Aaron's mind right now? Is he a playoff team? Is he a rebuild team? Is he has he been unlucky? He's definitely been unlucky. He's been unlucky with injuries. He's obviously lost Chubb for the season, he's lost. Eckler for a couple of weeks. I'm not sure the status. I think he's maybe back or trying to come back um, this week. So uh, he'll get a few more points. And he's uh, had a performing Jacobs. Yeah, yeah. Jacobs has been a real big disappointment. So one of his the strengths of his teams, his running backs, has sort of turned into a bit of a weakness. Um, and yeah, he's, he's got Justin Herbert who's flying. But Deshaun Watson hasn't been great up until... Um, this season, he hasn't been really great, so I don't know if he can sustain like the the heights you would expect from him. Obviously, you'd want him to be hitting that twenty five to thirty points just to 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 carry carry the the rest of the team a little bit. But I'm not sure he's going to be doing that. He's going to be a a mid tier guy, if anything. Um, but yeah, we'll see. But I think Aaron, not to comment too much on other people's teams where mine is a, a struggle, but I think Aaron's sort of in the middle to upper tier and it's a difficult place to be because you either need to push the chips in or just hope you get a little bit lucky it's 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 a sort of no man's land a bit well he beat me the other week so he's obviously a good team yeah because it looks like sort of unforgiven doesn't have his own first um haji owns that um and he doesn't own anyone else's so yeah, I, th- I think he's sort of at a bit of a crossroads where he's sitting sort of one and two. Um, as you say, his strength has been sort of pulled out from underneath his his feet now where he's got enough assets there to have a huge influential play on the outcome of uh, the RR. Um, but I imagine he'll be praying, fingers crossed, hoping that these guys, if Eckler comes back, if Josh Jacobs hits a bit weak, then suddenly sort of everything's back to being gravy again, two and two sort of uh, on the up. 
Um, but at the same time, I think, yeah, the consistency of that squad is we're just not seeing it uh, this year. And and uh, and Aaron will probably be a little bit uh, a little bit annoyed pulling his hair up. But there's nothing that he can sort of control. So um, yeah, it, it, it'll be interesting to see how they get on against uh, against the mighty unicorns this weekend. The, the not so mighty unicorns. <laughs> I'm just trying to see the predictions for this week for you, Ross. See if you uh, you got a chance. So, Ross, what, what uh, what's gone wrong for the for the unicorns? How how are you sitting on three here? I don't have very good players on my roster. That's that's the problem. None of them are putting up points. So, uh, I think a sort of. The worst case scenario for my offense has happened. So I was sort of hoping that would maybe get a wee bit of magic. Would maybe Jamar Chase would actually be good. Um he, and I thought Derek Henry would be good. And he has been good. Um and I thought we could just hold the fort for a few weeks, get Alvin Kamara, get Jonathan Taylor back, um, and and we can we can do something, but it's it's not. It's not been good at all. Uh, I've been starting guys at running back who are getting like zero points, and Ryan Tannehill got like negative points for me as well um, last week. So yeah, the offense is horrible. The defense is good. It's decent. It doesn't have anyone like to give me forty points in a game. Like I don't have a Parsons or a an elite level guy who's going to give me that. Um, Jonathan Allen was the guy I thought was going to be there, but he's not really taking the top off for me um so yeah so i don't i thought the defense would carry my offense for a bit but my defense has just been good it's not been great um so i'm in a bit of a a limbo where my team's crap but i don't have any picks so i don't have any picks next year so i don't know what to do <laughs> i just don't know what to do like no one's i can't sell anyone because no one's good no one's going to buy anyone like for the price that I would want. So I'm just coming back. I'm hoping that Alvin Kamara and Jonathan Taylor could just magically fix everything. So that, that's where I'm at at the moment. That's where I am. And, 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 and Josh Dobbs has uh, has an MVP caliber season for the Cardinals. Yeah, he's, he's playing San Francisco this year, this week. So I'm, I'm still not starting him, even though you maybe think I should start him over Ryan Tannehill. But well, I'm still not doing who's, it. Who's, who are the Titans playing? Aren't they playing the Chargers? They were a boy. That's exactly. Why that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a golden matchup. I don't. I don't know who they are playing. They, they've already beat the Chargers, um, so it's not them. But they're playing the Bengals. Uh, they're playing the Bengals. But yeah, not a great one again. But I still, I still believe in Ryan Tannehill. I'm probably the only person ever. I see. I seem to have invested in the Titans' offense for some reason. I've got Tannehill and I've got Henry, and it's one of the worst offenses in the league. I don't know why I've done this. And then I've got hey, Terry hey, McLaurin hey, as well, who's a fantastic receiver. He's the top 15 receiver in the NFL, but he's like a bottom 12 receiver in fantasy. Like every week, he doesn't get enough fantasy points for his, his talent. And I'm going to do the same as I've done with other players in the past, like Tony Pollard and Christian Kirk, where I've had them and I've said, they're not doing well for fantasy. I believe in the talent, but you're off. And then next year, he's going to be amazing. He's going to get a good quarterback and he's going to be like the wide receiver one overall. So that's my problem. That's my problem. Yeah, it's, um, it's tough, man. Like, I'm sort of skimming through your team and I, I sort of I feel the pain. Like, as you said, Jonathan Taylor's injury to start the whole season was was really just sort of the tipping Brilliant. point. And, 
and, and and Henry, in my opinion, Henry has been disappointing. I think he hasn't been sort of the level that he is. Um, obviously, now you've got Kamara coming back, but you've got Kamara coming back into a team that's 0-3. It's quite difficult to play catch-up now um, in that chapter. Jamar Chase has been quite disappointed, but you've still got a young enough core. I think, yeah, you are sort of on the cusp there. Your running backs are a bit on the older side. So, as you say, it might... It might have to. You might have to join my car boot sale and uh, bring the trunk across um, in a couple of weeks, and then we can campaign together. Uh, as Mike says, fire sale. Um, I know Mike's going all in, but I don't think he's got any pick stuff for you. I'm, uh, I'm all into about 2029. I think. Um, so I think yeah, I, th- I think it's tough because I've always sort of I've always sort of put your name two and two together with sort of a strong defensive floor. And I think you've still got that. It's just it hasn't been as explosive as you would have liked. You sort of name guys like Jonathan Allen, Chris Jones, uh, missing, obviously sitting out a little bit at the start of the season. Um, even Leonard Williams, he's just been long-term disappointing um, in terms of that. You, you've still got Aluokan, you've got Alex Singleton. Uh, you did well in picking up sort of Ivan Pace, the rookie out of uh, Arizona. My I think you've done well. Uh, Micah McFadden as well. Um, sort of, uh, I think you poached. Did you retain him or did you poach? Him? Yeah, yeah, I drafted him and I promoted him because he got poached or he tried to get poached. But yeah, so he's in a one-year deal. But yeah, I'm sure he will fill in as a, a spot starter. But I, I wish there was a wide receivers or running backs I can promote from my my taxi yeah. squad to to start or quarterbacks. Give me a quarterback, please. Yeah. So no, I, I sort of feel your pain, but as you say, it's um, it's still early season. It's not uh, doom and gloom yet, and I and I can't see that team being anywhere near pink. I can see you maybe being near one hundred one in, uh, um, or maybe one hundred three. I think we'll get on to the puffins, and uh, um, but it's a shame you don't have your own first. So um, I'm sure the blitz will be licking their lips because I think the blitz are playing you um, in the coming weeks as well. Well, have you played? The- I think you actually don't play the Blitz this year. I'm looking through your schedule. Uh, you dodge the Blitz, so um, they won't be able to sort of uh, help out their own cause. But, um, yeah. So what's uh, sitting now, looking at your current position, what's a, what's a good end of season, regular season position for the Unicorns? What are you hoping for? Uh, I, I don't know. That's I'm just burying my head in the sand. And it's because if I had a first-round pick, then... I'd maybe be more into the the rebuild and maybe try my best at that, but there's no incentive for me to to lose. I don't even have. I don't think I've got a second or a third round pick either. So I don't. There's no incentive for me to lose. So I'm going to continue just struggling through it. And if anyone wants to give me a first round pick for one of my crap players, then I'll happily do it. Uh, but I think, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm, I'm genuinely going to wait two more weeks and then we'll, 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 we'll take stock then. But I'd imagine it's a case of everyone's for sale except for Jalen Hurts and Jamar Chase. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I'm just looking at your last... Your So your defence in week one was 188 points. And it's just slowly ticking up. Whereas the offence, yeah, as you said, it's not quite quite got going is it needs jt back and derrick henry to to take take a shot or two of steroids just to get his running well, back. It's, not, it's, it's not the lowest offensive score of any point either there's there's a couple below your 96 so 
and the, and the second second lowest scoring offense in RR. Anyway, I've not checked PP. I'm ten. Oh, sorry, third lowest. I'm ten points ahead of the Gators. That just shows you the, the sort of level I'm at. But yeah, J, JT is is going to come back and he's going to score me forty five points in the first game. I'm telling you, that's what's going to happen. Because yeah, he'll, he'll be playing for a contract action. too. He's going to be in the same mindset as uh, the unicorns. He doesn't have a first round pick for himself yet, so he's going to be playing to try to get a contract somewhere else. Zach Moss could get like 29 or whatever. I'm sure JT can get 60. Easy. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, so you're averaging 116.9 on offense, aren't you? Yeah, thanks for that. No, no, just sorry. <laughs> I had to have to have that spreadsheet open. You kindly sent it back to me. I was surprised that some data wasn't removed from it. <laughs> well, Actually, well, right, I, I, I know I've said thank you before, but thank you for all that work you did on that. that um, the armory that was uh it's great and i've actually started learning how to make new formula so thank you for that as well there you go i can see an excel you... session roster wars yeah, excel yeah. session at one point yeah. yes well, if i had any draft picks i'd send them for you for lessons <laughs> now the mighty chapter 11 and uh and the best team in chapter 11 the windy windy city blitz uh you're in trouble now um <laughs> Uh, I, I, no, look. I think I think what you know. I, I, Tyler had surprised. I, 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 the team had improved. I didn't see it as being as as out of the blocks as it has been. Um, but you, you how, how's this it. happened for for people in the main league uh, that are hopefully listening to this, and obviously some in the PP. Um, and like, no offense to Tyler. Obviously, Tyler's sort of always been rebuilding, always been struggling, always been uh, like trading volatility sort of something seems to be clicking uh in the warlocks camp this season and and you guys obviously competing with them not in the same chapter but sort of in the same in the same league what what what's clicked for tyler this year i don't think his roster was ever as bad as it was advertised he gets a lot of shit on the the forum just because yeah i think he plays into it and it is quite funny at times because he, he always reacts but his roster was never as bad as it made out I know uh, Malachi Crunch was uh, kept saying that he's uh, going to be the pink, but um, I remember saying to Tyler before the, the season started, like you're you're not that bad, like you you're, you're decent, um, and yeah. So a couple of things have clicked for him. Obviously, some of his guys who you maybe wouldn't see as top tier players have sort of broken out to be that, like Brian Robinson. His usage is off the off the scale, and he's he's, he's becoming really good as well. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So he's he's got a lot of good players who have broken out, but then he's pushed the chips in with DeAndre Swift and uh, sort of uncovered a stud there. I think Corbin was, um, he, as a Lions fan, he's he's maybe experienced the, the the DeAndre Swift experience for far too long. So he's thinking, I'm going to cash out now because I know how this ends. But uh, he's done well for 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 Tyler so far, and yeah, he's made the the move to get Raquan Smith. And the uh, off season as well with, with, with his first round pick has yeah. it, turned out good. So it's a combination of a wee bit of luck, but also just ma- making solid moves. And he's not he's not afraid to, to like you said throw a chip in here and there to pick up players he wants. He, he he'll move players around. He, 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 I think he did, did a deal with me last year. He deliberately bought someone in to sell me to get a player he wanted. So he, he, he's not. He's, uh, I think that was uh, Montgomery. He, he, he traded him from someone else to trade him to me to get the player he wanted. So he, I think he does look at a slightly 
different way to win sometimes, which actually probably makes him stronger on the way he builds it. I mean, obviously, the volume of trades he does, you know, he, like you said, a couple of these guys at a cheaper value bringing in, like, like Swift recently, suddenly they start firing. He, he's got he's got a lot of uh, um, ability to score big. I mean, he's got, he's got four, current, well, currently four starting quarterbacks. Jared Goff, Matt Jones, CJ Stroud and Jameis Winston. So, you know, he, he's picking up players who will score in points week in, week out. And I think Stroud, Stroud, like I said earlier, Stroud's been the best of the rookie quarterbacks so far, I think. So he's obviously, he's done pretty well on that one. Um, yeah, you've got Tankdale as well, who's just yep. promoted. So he's got the stack. Yeah, Houston stack. He's got, and he's got Nico Collins. So he's got the whole Houston offense that's firing at the moment. Then, as you say, sort of at running back, he's had sort of Zach Moss and Mostert and Brian Robinson and Swift. Who all at the start of the season, I don't think, I don't think many teams would have, uh, or many fantasy players would have suggested any of them would have the seasons they're having so far. So credit to Tyler for sort of unearthing that. Even guys like Cortland Sutton, um, uh, sort of Marvin Mims, a great pick at the start of the third round there. Um, great insight from Tyler. Re- re- recently promoted as well. He moved, he moved some players out. Uh, was it the Gators? I think you think he literally just freed up some contact contract space to be able to put put moves into starting lineup. I think it was. Yeah, I think I think Tyler obviously knows what he's doing and he doesn't want to get poached on. So so he's doing the right thing and in, in promoting the right guys and he's got he's got some big contracts on some players here, which might at some stage become difficult. Someone like Quentin Johnson, for example, he's only got seven points, but now with Mike Williams down, now's his opportunity. If if Quentin Johnson comes off again or comes off now and sort of grows into a role, it's going to be difficult there with sort of uh, with Palmer, Josh Palmer, and obviously uh, uh, Donald Parham taking a lot of the targets there. But you never know. I think Quentin, I, I was massively high on Quentin Johnson sort of in the off season. Um, and then you even look on the defensive side. Someone like uh, Kevin Thibodeau has massively underperformed this year, but he's had Trevon Walker. He's had Quiddy Pay step into those roles and excel sort of at defensive end. Like, uh, just skimming through it, I don't know, you guys correct me, but I think his defense is doing well, but it just looks a little bit light to me. But depth-wise, I mean, there's... Yeah. He, yeah. I, think, I think he's got enough in each position to to ride out any injuries if it's like one or two. I think if if he gets... I think with the wide receiver, I, think I said to him the other day, he, he's lost Mike Williams, but he's got enough there to, to step in the gap. But if he loses two or three others, that's when the... I think we're all in that boat, right? I don't, I don't any of us has got so many players in the position that you start losing three or four top performers. Um, defensively, yeah. I think he's he's got you know he's got enough depth that possibly not safety just the two of them, but should be there. And obviously, he's lost Shaq Thompson for the year at linebacker. I think he, you know, he he's he's stacked it quite well. We picked up Jermaine Pratt the other day in a deal as well. Um, from was that from Mike at the Gators? I can't remember. Yeah, Puffins is it not? Puffin, sorry, yeah, Puffin. So I think, yeah, he's he's still wheeling and dealing. He's not done. He, you know, this this is what you're seeing now is not going to be the roster it comes at the close. Like, Until we get the playoffs. Yeah, I, yeah. I think he said he said the other day he's a bit bored because he's like now he's relatively happy with his squad. He's not just doing trades every week. So, um, I I, they, I, I think uh, sorry, I just think uh, I think he the the bye week gauntlet might uh, hurt him. And like say if he does get a couple of a couple of injuries. He's, he's quite close to the cap, so uh, I don't know if he'll make some of the moves. He, his make might be to, to free up some cap space or to get to pick up some guys from waivers or to 
to get some some depth pieces in to help them throughout the bye weeks. But yeah, it's uh, definitely been the, the biggest shock of um, our at, so far. Yeah, if you, if you look at his schedule, he obviously got past the Rottweilers, putting up 290 points. Then he got past the Unicorns, but he put up 314 points. He got past the Crunch, he put up 340 points, conceding 320. So he's been doing it the hard way as well. Um, he's obviously got the Blitz this weekend, which will be a real battle in that in that uh, in the chapter. But then he's got the Gators, then he's got the Puffins. So so you could so any betting man would say he's going to be at least five and one, if not six and zero, oh, going into halfway through the season. But then it's going to be absolute crunch time because then you have to go past the pigskins, the arsenic, the unforgiven, the blitz, the crunch, and the rockwilers again. Um, and that's obviously going through where all the buyers are, the depth, the injuries, where the guys come back and, and sort of navigate that. But as you say, Tyler, we all know he's the most active uh, trader, most active poster. Like he's always around, he's always busy. Um, he's not going to sit still on this team now that they're 3 0. He's going to be changing this team every week. He's going to be picking up players, tr- trying to drop players, trying to trade players away. Um, so, yeah, it's it's nice being a spectator from the outside and the people who watch this. And, and I hope Tyler, Tyler goes well and I hope he wins the whole chapter um, and gets to the playoffs. Well, if memory serves, it's before I joined Ross, but didn't his first season, he, he went right through quite a long way, quite deep in the playoffs as well, I think? Yeah, yeah, he's not been uh, rebuilding forever. Uh, he had a decent team to start with. And, yeah, um, I think this is this some coming back 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 to, to the top now. Back to the top. Where he belongs. Uh, RR needs a strong warlocks. Well, I think it's be, be, be my match of the week to watch. Him him versus uh, the Blitz. I think it's quite a good good gunslinging match going on there. Obviously, much of the pigskins and arsenic as well. But I think this is this, this will be a, a real a real a real telling point if if, if Tyler come, you know, can can do enough to win this one. But four and oh, that be three up in the chat, you know, three, three, three up in the chapter games as well. I, I think you know it's 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 good to see a rebuild actually take shape and come back, right? Because obviously, the amount of times you watch people who are rebuilding and never quite get up there and do it. I think this is this is good and fun to watch. So, what are your thoughts play, on uh, what are your thoughts on on the rebuilding Windy City Blitz? The three and rebuilding but, Windy City Blitz. That sounds like such a I Mike think, thing to do. I'm rebuilding. I'm three and it's retooling, I think, is the word, isn't it? So he's, yeah. he's not rebuilding. He's just, he's just he's just swapped a few guys in and out this year. I mean, he's still got a very strong, you know, quarterback room in, in uh, Lamar, Lamar and Mahomes. Uh, yeah. um, I guess you know if one of those goes down, then obviously that could be issues. But then, well, like a Gardner Minshew started, well, has been starting. I think Richardson's due back this weekend, but um, he's got. Players out that can score big each week. You've also got players that are massively unperforming, like Darnell Mooney, I think, doesn't touch the ball in two weeks. Um, so there's, there's players in there that, that that could be better than they are. Um, I think I, I'm, I, I didn't speak about it before. I'm not sure Mike saw himself as a 3 0 start in a, in a kind of reshaping year, but he's, he's, he's got players like mean, Kelsey. I mean, last week he just basically played his own, own ball last week against the Bears. It was just the guy, the guy was never marked. So there's definitely talent on there. I mean, last year, um, Devin Duvernay kicks off at one point before he got injured. There's, there's, there's talent on that roster. Um, and some young ones. We've got, uh, got quite a few ro- uh, rookies, I think, this year. I think it was, yeah. And I think, I mean, I know obviously Mike's a Bears fan as well, but uh, Roshan Johnson, I think, is going to be 
seeing more more carries as the season goes on. I think he he may wait. I think he's I think he's RB two at the moment. He may end up being RB one by the end of the year uh, in front of Herbert. But defensively, obviously he he has been scoring relatively. I'm just looking here. Yeah, he's been scoring. You know. 152, 198, 183. The defence is where the, you know some pretty good power in there. Yeah. The offence hasn't been as high flying, but the defence is obviously giving them a good base each week to then try and you know to win games with one or two players doing rather well. I mean, he's got is it, uh, Harrison Phillips has got 80 points already this year. Um, there's, there's lots of players in that defence that can have big weeks. Um, yeah, Quay Walker has been flying yeah. a couple of interceptions and. Uh, Deron Payne as well, so I think he's a he's got a very he's a glass cannon. That's what they call it. If you if you're into gaming, he's a glass cannon. So he's got all the firepower, but like if he gets hit, then he's he's going to die. Like he's very thin. If he gets hit by a couple of injuries, he's done. Like he doesn't have anyone to come in. Like he's relying on Lamar, Mahomes, Pollard, and Kelsey on offense, and that's pretty much it. Now that can get you through a few games, but. And um, we'll see if it lasts the full season. But like you said, his defense is, is scoring really well. But again, like if you look at his linebacker depth, he's got hardly anything there. Um, and even Devin Lloyd's really struggling. Um, I think I'm not sure if he's injured or not. But um, if not, he's going to be getting benched. Um, so yeah, I think he's doing well just now. Three and zero. I don't see it sort of lasting much longer. So we'll see where he ends up at the end of the season. But I think I think he's. Uh, He's, he's going to, find, like you said earlier, he's going to find it difficult in the bye weeks and the injuries um, to, yeah, to maintain it. But, but I suppose everyone's like that as well. So you could come up, every, everyone could be lower scoring during the bye weeks. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I, th- I think look, looking at his schedule as well, sort of, he's obviously got the Warlocks this weekend, which I think the Warlocks take. And then he's got the Unforgiven, um, who luckily right now are quite hurt, quite injured. So he might script past Unforgiven, but then he's got the Arsenic, the Gators. It's going to be an up-and-down team for the Blitz, and it's going to sort of be a bit annoying. But he finishes off with sort of the Legion, the Mungmen, the Warlocks, the Rottweilers. So, yeah, I, I agree with you, Ross. I think, yeah, he can start 3-0, and but he could very well finish 7-5, and 6-6. and um, and, and then it's sort of in limbo again. Um, he's obviously banking on uh, the fact that he owns his own first and your first, uh, Ross. So, um, yeah, I think he's, uh, he's, he's obviously praying, uh, oh, he doesn't own his own first, the crunch own his first, um, but he owns your first Ross. So I'm sure you'll be, uh, watching your team with, uh, with, with close eyes and praying uh, for all the gods against you. Yeah, so now the Rotties. What's happening in the Rotties? I think you can hurt a little bit by Joe 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 Burrow. Um, you know, defensively he's not. Uh, well, defensively he's like yeah, one hundred and fifty average. I think one hundred and fifty-two average. The offense is one hundred and fifty-nine. I think he just you know he's, he's. I think Joe Burrow maybe not get out of the blocks. He's maybe hurt a little bit. Anthony Richardson being injured has not helped him a little bit as well. Um, Trevor Lawrence hasn't been particularly. Lighting, lighting up things this this year so far. Um, I don't know, he's, again, he's, he's he's got like the you know, he's not got the deepest rooms at wide receiver. Um, well, this is this is what I was going to ask: is is this the risk of a small build 
like what Rottweilers does. This is the risk of he has a very condensed squad. Uh, he's got very sort of long contracts, prime pieces. Look, he's got his Keenan Allens. He's got his Bijans. He's got his Trevor Lawrence. He's got his Joe Burrows. But when these guys aren't performing and you don't have a deep squad, um, he's obviously done very well to sort of uh, somehow he obviously ended up with Kyron Williams last year trading him. I think that's just a bit of a stroke of luck. Um, but you've got a lot of situations here with when your squad is that thin, you do get exposed a bit more. Like even, as you said, receiver, T. Higgins has had sort of a down start. Ridley hasn't done well. Um, he did well to obviously pick up Tutu Atwell off the waivers, um, which I'm sure he didn't want to spend his six more bucks, but he had to. Um, but I think, I think, yeah, I, I just think this is the negative side of having a very small squad is, is you create less opportunity of sort of hitting on people that you wouldn't expect to. Yeah, I, th- I think he's he, the the record maybe doesn't reflect how how good he's been. He's not been amazing, but he's not been one and two. I don't think um, he scored nine hundred thirty eight points, which is a decent amount. Um, and I think as the season goes on, he he will pick up more wins. You're right about the sort of the depth, though. He doesn't have much, um, and I was I would expect him to be more active on the waiver wire in terms of defense, like specifically. Defensive tackle and defensive end. He's got one. He's got one of each. He's got Jonathan Greenard and Kenny Clark, uh, and they're not amazing. They're starters, um, but he's going to need to do something there. Where that's trades or or on waivers, um, he's going to need to do something to improve there. But I think, yeah, I think he, Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow were expecting to be the sort of the the, the main guys on offense, and they they have disappointed. Joe Burrow, I'm not sure when that's going to change, to be honest. He's, he's battling through injury. He might just not look like the same guy for, for a long time. And Trevor Lawrence, we're expecting him to come back. And when he does, he's got Calvin Ridley there as well, who obviously had, after a big week one um, is disappointed again. But if Lawrence comes back, Ridley will come back as well. And then that will be that will be a good advantage for, for him to have. So I think, I think he'll be competing for the title again. I don't think we're writing him off, even though obviously... Warlocks and Blitz are three and When I say title, I mean division title. Um, I think I think he'll still be there thereabouts, and if not, he'll be aiming to get in the playoffs. He's certainly got enough talent there to do it. It's just yeah, like you said, it's, it's riding out the bye weeks and the injuries, and just making sure there's enough warm bodies there scoring points to keep it going. So the yeah, point, you know, scoring wise, he's not been a problem. He's obviously just come off, of, you know, unlucky in a few matchups where people have done well. Uh, I can't remember who he played last week. Was it was it was it uh, Tyler last week? I can't remember. I think it was Tyler who beat, he beat uh, lost it last week. So um, hey, Blitz was it not? Blitz, Blitz uh, got beat by Blitz. So yeah, lost it, yeah. to the Blitz. Yeah. So obviously, yeah. Okay, it's, it's you know the, the three and eight are obviously quite competitive as well. Obviously, the crunch at the moment is not quite in the race, but you know the, the, the Warlocks, the Blitz, and the Rottweilers can it probably each unsurf each other at certain points in games. So. It's not a clear-cut thing that it, any of those three would be first, second, or third for now, I don't think. So, and obviously, you know, with, his, with his contract situation, he'll have to plot his way carefully if he is doing some some uh, waiver wire additions. Um, right, so the crunch, 0-3. Um, lost one of his starting quarterbacks last weekend. 
in um, Derek Carr. Um, just doesn't appear to have sort of the scoring doesn't seem to have come off for him really. He doesn't doesn't seem to have got momentum with any of the scoring on, on both sides of the ball from what I remember. Yeah, I think uh, Nate, Nate, you're, uh, you're on mute, Nate. But uh, if you fancied the crunch, you you're uh, you're tapping them for big things. What's, what's I was about happening? to say, I've, I I think I've been um, I've I've almost given given the curses to both teams because I think <laughs> Sal, I think Sal was my dark horse in the PP, and I'm pretty sure uh, John's mighty crunch was the dark horse for me in the yep. RR. And you look back at it, obviously Aaron Rodgers going down in the flipping third first minute of uh, of the season to me um was enough of a curse but i don't know i still i still look at this crunch team and uh, yeah with car out now it's going to be very tough because love's handy mayfield's all right um i'm surprised because I, I i think gibbs is going to break out so i think i think it's a matter of time before jamal gibbs becomes more relevant um then pierce has also been a little bit like upsetting and Rashad White have been okay. I think he's had a lot of steady players. Um, he just hasn't sort of it is it's just not all firing. Drake London also disappointing. Sort of Jason hasn't done too much yet. Garrett Wilson, another one that was so tight that that Garrett Wilson Rogers stack at the start of the season was my MVP MVP. And I was like, we've got two guys here that are that are gonna light up the world. Um then even sort of a Titan, he's done well with Laporta, uh, defensive tackle. I'm sure he'll be a little bit upset, but how good has Jalen Carter been and as a rookie? And I think he's going to come good as well. Um, Will Anderson's been awesome. Uh, Michael Parsons. I still like his team, but as you say, it's a bit of a depth there. I think the linebacker room, um, TJ Edwards, Tremaine Edmonds, um, Logan Wilson, those are three powerhouse linebackers. It's just there's not much else on the other side. Like I, course, I, still, I still really like, like this team. So two of those were a bye week in the same week in week 13. So, you know, does not yeah, know. Yeah. I, I need to retract a statement. Uh, it's the offense has not been fine. Defensively, it's 166.8 points every week. So he, defensively, it's it's a very solid unit. It's the offense needs to get clicking. Yeah, and I, and, I, and I think that's fundamentally down to his misfiring wide receivers who've got yeah. pretty bad quarterback support because even Ayuk getting injured as well. I just thought after week one, Ayuk's going big now because you've still got guys like Ayuk, D-Hop, London, Wilson, JSN. Like, I don't know. I still those like those are guys Those are guys who are better dynasty value-wise than they are uh, points-wise. So, so, like, yeah, you look at Drake London, like, he doesn't have a quarterback like who's going to throw him the ball. He's not going to get consistent points. Garrett Wilson... He doesn't have a quarterback either. Like they're not going to be consistent, high-impact fantasy players. Um, as much as I would love Garrett Wilson to be a consistent, high-impact guy, they're just not going to be. Um, so yeah, that he's, he's sort of middling. I think. I think when I done the the weapons report in week two, he was like sixth in offense and sixth in defense. So that's where he is, and I don't think. And obviously, he's got off to a, a poor start. Uh, Record-wise, I think points-wise, it's been not not as bad as uh, zero wins, but I think he's 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 well behind in the division now, so I don't think he can catch up. So, um, just hoping that for a good off-season for uh, for his wide receivers, hopefully the Falcons and the Jets get um, quarterbacks. Yeah, week week one was eighty-three point two points. When you, when you've lost uh, Rogers in the first like four snaps. 
obviously that effect, it's, it's a knock-on effect in that front. So I guess, you know, it's a, it's a recovery for him now. If he sort of pick up some... I mean, I mean obviously, you know, the Rottweilers aren't that far in front, one and two. So he, he can, you know, he can start... If he doesn't doesn't take a look... Some of these guys do start playing well. Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe the commanders find out how to throw the ball to wide receivers a little bit more. And, you know, you yeah, know, if well, you know, if things start clicking. I, I, I doubt it as well, but you don't know. So, you know, if Howe suddenly stops throwing interceptions and starts throwing four touchdowns instead, you know, London, London's numbers uh, improve massively, right? So, I think he's, he's, he's got a lot of first round picks as well ne- next year. Yeah, I think they're mostly first. towards the end. Um, so he's got three firsts, and a, a lot of his offense is young guys who are going to improve as well just by being another year in the league. So, this is this. Even though he started zero three, things are still looking good for him, um, in in the future. Anyway, I'd say. Yeah, if if if. if of course, I'm... I've put Drake London on the wrong team. He's obviously a Falcon, not a Commander, so that's obviously <laughs> slightly different. He the, needs the, to the Riddler, the, 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 Riddler, the, the Riddler needs to sort his game out, basically. No, they need it. They need to drop the Riddler and they need to put in Taylor Heineke and let Taylor Heineke cook. I think that's what they need to do. But look, yeah, if if, if I'm John in this instant, I don't know. I, I still like this team enough that I think he needs to move things around. And I think this is he's got a young enough team, but but something sexy can happen with this team. I'm telling you. Um, I know you. I know you say he's own three, but the last two weeks he's put up 320 points, 318 points. He's been unlucky. Like, if you look at his sort of power rankings in, in, in the RR overall, his all play record is 34 and 35. So that is middle tier. Yes, I understand that. But his team is, we all agree, his team is underperforming and he's middle tier. Like, if his team starts to cook, I know they're biggest because they're very quarterback related issues. But if Jamal Gibbs starts to cook, um, and and then if, if one of these wide receivers comes good, whether it's London or Wilson, uh, and IU comes back fit, and D-Hop, who knows what the hell happens with Tannehill, but if something happens there, um, I th- I think I still think the crunch will sneak into the playoffs at sixth position uh, in the RR. Maybe should they offer them to, to swap teams, uh, you know, do that uh, conference swap, because since you love them so much. If I'm brutally honest, if he offered me to swap, I'd, I'd come and gun swinging because I think that team is a million times better than my team. Yeah, <laughs> who says no? Who says no? One of those uh, trade offers. Yeah. yeah, love to play Tyler twice a year. Yeah, no, well, that wraps up yeah. chapter eleven. Yeah, now now the big hitters in chapter twelve, Mike. Well, among men, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Corbin's Corbin's come out firing. I think he's he's. He put me on the back foot a little bit in the first couple of weeks. And obviously, I know it's obviously we're on the equal record, but he's all played 51-18 is, is a great start. Um, he's The side's scoring well. I'm just looking here. He, his his defence last week had a bit of a down week, but, you know, it started for 210 points in week one, that defence. It's, it's, a, it's a strong, it can score big points. Um, I think, yeah, uh, who's he got this week? He is playing the Gators, right? Is that right? No. Puffins. He's playing the Puffins, yeah. Puffins. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean obviously, I'll, I'll get on to Puffins in a minute, but I, yeah, obviously, he, he was looking to try and sort of, you know, keep, keep his run going. Um, he's obviously got Zach Wilson as well, like you do. Um, I'm not sure if he's been starting or not. He's got, he's got you know, 
Andy Dalton maybe on the centre again this week. Kenny Pick Kenny Pickett is a guy I thought I'd have a really good year this year. I thought he, he'd, he'd be stepping up. He hasn't quite got there yet. Um, and obviously, two. Because he's got a last... donkey at running back. Well, yeah, we, we've discussed this recently. It's all about his volume, right? It's not about his skill set. It's about his volume. In, <laughs> his, in, uh... his volume is not enough to carry him through that offensive yes. line. Yes. Well, anyway. Um, I yeah, I've got you know, I've got shares in our, in our uh, home league as well, right? So that's fine. Um, but yeah, obviously, I, I guess he'd be gutted last week with um, having 51 points riding the bench, um, which kind of would have turned that game against me the other way around. I think you'd have, you know, put it much more up competing against me. Uh, and obviously, two has been pretty good this last couple of weeks, even, you know, even when they sat him last week, he still scored pretty big. No, I, I, you know, I said before the season, I thought, you know. Corbyn's got a fairly strong team there, um, and it's going to be. It's, I, think, I think we're going all the way down the wire in, in the division. I think in the chapter. I think yeah, he's, he's going to be there. He's there to stay at the top. Yeah, I think I, I think Corbyn's Corbyn's in quite a nice position because I think similar to um, uh, to the crunch that we've just spoken about. I think he's got quite a nice young team. I think I think his wide receivers are, are a nice sort of three headed prong there with sort of Armand Ra, the the Sun God, some Brown, Devonte Smith. Lamb, and then you got DJ Brown, DJ Moore as well, who's younger than you realize. But DJ Moore is obviously the fourth person in, the, in that sort of wide receiving group. Um, even a running back, Kenneth Walker's young. Uh, a chain was so good to see. I'm sure that will excite Dolphins fans and also fa- fantasy fans who own a chain. Like it's not going to happen probably again in his career that he's going to put up that that score. But hopefully that volume will be there. And, and you've clearly seen where the ceiling is. And maybe even if he gets uh, the volume that he deserves in a year or two, he'll be an exciting player. Tua as well has been an absolute breath of fresh air. And I know, uh, I know Sam um, and his uh, and his Mad Goats has has been one of the first believers in Tua. And me and him have a lot of back and forths back in the day about Kyler Murray versus Tua. Um, but Tua is really reaping the benefits of of a great coach and, and an incredible set of receivers. Uh, that can just catch the ball and, and and make big plays. And I think, as you say, I think the Mungmen have... I, I, I like the Mungmen's long-term build of the squad because I think they are quite young. It's just his defense that could do with a few more younger studs coming through. But even guys like Jevin Holland is still pretty raw. Jack Campbell, will, it looks like he's turning into a bit of a stud. He doesn't have um, exceptional linebackers, just a lot of really steady, productive players um and as you say even sort of the defensive tackles jan reed and jeffrey simmons usually or at least jeffrey simmons usually does jan reed's having a bit of a, a sort of career season um but again the moment similar to you mark we'll get on to you now you, you're lucky you're in a league with two dead rubbers and the puffins and the gators so you both should at least have four wins in the sea four wins in the season then it's a case about beating other teams so um it's very likely both of you with such easy schedules will get into the playoffs. It's going to be then about having the, the, the match winners uh, when you get to week 13, 14, 15, 16. Yeah, thank you, Corbin. Oh, this could be slightly um, about the puffins. <laughs> I, I think, I think Cor- Sean's got players in it that will surprise people through the season. I'm, I, I'm not writing Sean off. He, he's going he's to throw a few curveballs in there for people, I think. Even in his rebuild. Do you want to talk about Puffins then? So, so I think he's uh, the Puffins' defense has been a lot 
better than uh, he gets credit for, I would say. Um, so that, that side of his team is not tanking. And he's not tanking anyway because he doesn't have uh, uh, that many picks. But uh, his defence is legitimately good. And obviously he traded for TJ Watt and he's just been a star and he's always going to be a star. And guys like Grant Delpit and Manny Hooker, they're, they're just good players who are always going to put up points. Um, it's, the problem is just obviously the offence and hmm. there's just nothing that really... Gets your juices going, is there? Like Geno Smith, just he's just a an, an okay quarterback. Maybe put up some good weeks, but other than that, there's there's not much um, to to really shout about and really win win weeks for him. I don't know. Yeah, but it, it, I think there's a few. There's a few surprise. You know, yes, it's not on paper. It's not what would be most people's five fly, but. There's a few players in there. I still, you know, I still think uh, McKinnon is going to have some big weeks in the in the uh, Chiefs' offense. I mean, down the stretch last year, he, he, he was quite important to them. I, obviously, I know the roles changed slightly this year, but I, I do think he he's got a little bit more uh, to come out of him. I'm, I'm not writing. I'm not writing Sean off the part. I, I I hear what you're saying about slightly easier times, but I don't, I don't think it's quite as a dead rubber as as, as people think. Mike, if if, 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 if if your team or Corbin's team leaves the Puffins, you don't deserve to be in the playoffs. Like, yeah. like and, and, and Sean, if you are listening, I'm not, there's not me having a go at you. Like, this is not a personal attack on, on the Puffins at all. I, I love you for like everything that you do in this league. But all I'm saying is that I, I think, Sean, your team is very much in a, in a re. Uh, I, th- I think it needs to rebuild. Like you've obviously done well to pick up an absolute stud in TJ Watt, but as sort of Ross sort of sort of pointed out, I think that offense needs uh, a re a massive retooling. And I think the fact that all your running backs are all on one year deals is also par- like it's it's clear what you're doing there. So you're gonna need a hit in 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 um, uh, in RFA, and you're gonna need to hit in sort of the draft and. You're building from the back forward in sort of that defensive side of the ball, um, which again is exciting for you. You've got a lot of, um, I, I would say, middle tier wide receivers that have ceilings or they have potential. Like Traylon Burks is a first round quality pick. You just hope that either they change the quarterback there or he sort of matures into the role there. Something needs to give because he was a talented guy coming out of college. Jerry Judy is almost a lot of people's favorite player. Josh Palmer now could really break out as well into that Mike Williams role if he gets the targets over someone like Quentin Johnson. George Pickens, everyone likes. Um, Wondell Robinson, I think, has been unlucky. He's been someone that, that has sort of struggled because of the struggles of Danny Dimes. And I just think, yeah, I think the wide receivers are good. I think the defense is good here. It's just running back, quarterback, tight end. But I just think, and this is more credit to, I think, both Corbin and your squad, Mike, as opposed to sort of a dig at at the Puffins. I just think that your two squads are a lot healthier, a lot stronger, a lot more win now. Yours more than Corbin's because of the sort of pick setup. But you guys are pushing the chips in uh, to be competitive and hopefully get into the playoffs. Where is I'd I'd be surprised if Sean is expecting to be in the top six this season. Yeah, I think I, uh, I think his uh, offensive guys need another year in the oven, like the wide yeah. receivers and obviously Chigo Conco at tight end, and then find some quarterbacks, and then it's it's much improved. Sorry, mate. 
Also, I'm not saying he'll be top six. I'm just saying he's going to throw a few surprises in there. I think a couple of yeah, a couple of times this season they'll be, they'll be picking up big points. Um, it's not, a, it's not, it's not a yeah. You don't look and go, oh, that's fine. It, there's players in there on like if Judy goes off one week. Obviously, it's talk about Judy being traded at the moment as well. If, they, if he ends up on a landing spot, this will give him loads of targets. Yeah, get him yeah, to the Chiefs. Yeah, well, I don't think he'll be pink. I don't think uh, Sean will be pink. No. I don't, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't. I don't think he's in a, in a in a real race for that at all. I think he's, he's going to pick up a couple of wins in the season and he'll be away away from that that conversation. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, as you say, it's. Um, I think his team will, will also sort of improve as we sort of go on. I think because if you're looking at sort of throughout the futures right now in terms of the all play, um, the bottom six teams you've obviously got the gators that are one in 68 you've then got the raiders who are seven and 62 I'm myself the saints at 1356 the, the puffins are 18 and 51 so they're all of us within the teens the mayhem the tough guys and and we 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 the six that are in in the scrap for the pink right now i think the fact that myself uh puffins um carla and and the raiders were able to get a win helps us um but at the same time, uh, we're only three games in, so there's a lot can still happen. Uh, yeah, it's a long way to go. Yeah. Um, do you want to do the sure. Gators b- b- before we get on to get on to I don't mind. Mike? Or we might I don't as well mind. do the Gators and finish with the Mighty Legion. Okay. Um, well, so, do you, so, so is Mike is Mike pink? Can we can we crown him pink yet? Yes. No. Not. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, I think, I think we can. I don't know. I'm looking. I'm looking at some of the guys in the PP. And I'm, I'm, there's, there's a few candidates on that side as well. I'm, I'm, admittedly, admittedly, Mike, 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 you know, Mike's going to be probably the bottom of the RR. But I think, uh, I think the moment Sam Hull threw his fourth pick was the nail in the coffin. <laughs> that, yeah, it did hurt. That, 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 uh, that was someone definitely put put you know put a bit of pressure on him there for sure. Um, Mike knows. Mike, Mike, Mike's ripping his whole thing down and and, yeah. and and ducking and diving and trading. So I think you know Mike's expectations. I don't think are, are going to be high as far as uh, winning much at all. Um, but then that's fine. If you know you know where your path is, and, you know you got to break it right down to nothing. He, he's let go of some some quality players in the last last year, I suppose, uh, defensively and offensively. Kittle, Kelsey, um, Stafford uh, as well. Yeah. He, uh, Tammy Hall to you. Uh, Boy, Sadi Olorkan. Yeah, 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 to you as well. So yeah, he he knows he knows he's been selling off the crown jewels. He knows he's he's, he's this is not a retoy. This is a complete strip it back bear and 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 go again. So I think I think you know it'll be ha- ha- I mean, won't be happy being being at the bottom end of this, but he's aware that's where he's going to be for the season. Pink, maybe. I mean. A lot, you know, depends on depends on how some of the other teams get trashed uh, or not on on both sides, PP and RR. Yeah, I, th- I think you um, need to look at you need to look at um, at the Gator schedule, right? He's obviously coming up against the Legion next. You obviously Mike this week. Then he's got the Warlocks, so I think he'll struggle both of those. Then he's got the Crunch, and they're my dark horse. But um, <laughs> but but that's the game that he almost has to win if he wants to avoid pink. Then he's got the Blitz. He'll probably lose to unless the blitz loses a lot of injuries. Then he's got the unicorns and Ross. Again, I I hope you're not uh, 0 8 going into that game. Um, <laughs> Me too. Playing play, play against the Gators, but 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 is he beating the unicorns? Probably not. Then he's got the Legion again, 
and the Hmong men and the Puffins. So, mm. so where's his win here? He either has to beat the Crunch or the Unicorns or, or the Puffins. And his best bet there is probably still the Puffins, realistically, or maybe the Crunch. But I still I, think, I think the Crunch squad's bigger, good enough. Yeah, I, 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 it's more about the all-play record, I think, on this. This is, this is, this is more about him ramping his scores up a bit. I'm not, yeah, yeah. not necessarily, you know, he, he, may, he may pick up one scrappy win against someone on a bad week or, or, or you know, when the bye week start kicking in, you know, you, you know, it depends on if someone's down with one starting quarterback who's throws four interceptions that week. I mean, you, just, you know, you don't know, right? So it, it, yes. That's the beauty of fantasy football. You can't just, right, that's a win, that's a win, that's a win, you know. Um, so this is, um, this is a quick te- technicality that I want to I want to ask Ross as uh, the more experienced man Ross was. Pink is pink. Pink is based off record after twelve games, as in, and then, and if the records are the same, then it's all play is the deal breaker, or is it like the draft order where they they point a relation? That I I was under the impression it's purely record. So if you go own twelve, it's whoever has the worst record, regardless of all play. Uh... Yes, I believe. I really need to look this up. But I, I've not. Because I'm fairness to me, I've not been near it. I've not been near it. So in fairness to me, I don't need to know the ins and outs because I've not been near it. But uh, yeah, I think it's a... Uh, because I've been looking for documentation it. and there isn't uh, there isn't anything clearly in the bylaws about pink. It's just sort of a spoken about um, shaming. And so that's why my technicality is I'm just sort of looking and basically being like, okay, I've got my win that's enough that I will be better than someone who's 0-12. And that's what yeah, I'm banking yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, you'll be fine. If, I think the Gators are going to go maybe zero or one win this season, and, and they'll probably be pink. Like, if you look at the, the squad, they're they're strong in the wrong places. Like They have nothing at quarterback and running back. They have nothing at linebacker, really. And that's that's your key positions in, in, in yeah. roster wars. Obviously, I think he's got... A lot of good young wide receivers who next year might be really, really good. Uh, Olave, Pittman, Jaden Reed, Jordan Addison, uh, and tight ends as well. Musgrave's been a lot better than expected, but nothing on defense other than Brian Branch, really, who's now broke out. A couple of defensive ends, but that's it. So I, I think he's going to struggle to get more than one win this season, I reckon, uh, since he's got beat by the Puffins uh, in week three. So the, the rules are it's. Uh, season score, all play, then all South Africans. That's what it says here. <laughs> yeah, South African by default. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I, yeah, I mean, looking at looking at the at the roster and looking at the yeah, Mike's obviously possibly favourite at the moment. With maybe one of the guys from your side, if, if a couple of guys go all season without winning, but long way yeah, to go. I, yeah, I, I think that, I think there could well be. Um, I think there well could be. A few teams at one and one and eleven, and I think that's obviously what what the Gators have to bank on is that essentially I don't win another game this season. Um, essentially, the tough guys only win one if they win one, um, and then the Raiders sort of don't win another game for the rest of the season. But the likelihood of that happening, I think, I think it could come down. I know it sounds silly, but it could come down to my rematch with the tough guys in our chapter battle where. The chap, the reality could be that the tough guys might not win a game, and then they essentially have to beat me to leave me at one and eleven. He will go up to one and eleven, 
And if Mike nicks a victory somewhere, we'll all be one in eleven. And then, yeah, then it will come down to all play, and that could uh, that could be uh, uh, quite difficult. But you just look at the all play ranking and the fact that the the yeah the Gators are, are one in sixty eight. That doesn't bode well either for them. So I wonder who uh, the one is. Yeah, I, I'm also very intrigued to see who they beat. I don't know. I think they might have beaten Cell in week one because he only put yeah, up 180 right. points. Um, yeah, he's a lowest scorer in week two and three, and it was only Sal that beat him in uh, week one. So yeah, so, lower than week one. so yeah, so I think um, yeah, I think um, I think uh, Gainesville might be turning very pink uh, in, in in 2024. Well, they're currently in the pole position for it, aren't they? So, I guess on that basis, quarter way in, they'll probably keep rolling that way. So, lead gen, right? Yeah, go Send on. Us. Finish us off here. The mighty Mike. Well, week one was a disaster. What happened in week one? No one turned up. I think, I think if I remember, if I remember reading, did Aaron Donald uh, get zero? Aaron's on, uh, Aaron, yeah, Nick Bosa didn't do an awful lot. and yeah, they've both been really disappointing. Well, he was disappointing. I think he's he. he I watched. I watched quite a lot of him play last week, and he, he seems to be getting better week by week. So I think yeah. the holdouts obviously had an issue with him. I think he's 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 rusty. He says touching wood that he's to keep improving, but I think it, it's it's you know people on holdouts are obviously they're they're a few weeks behind in a lot of things. So I'm hoping that's that's the reason for the rust. Um, yeah, maybe he's uh, just yeah, got Aaron, he's got his money, he's got his money, and he's just done. That's him. Yeah, he's, uh, he's never going to be the quite, same player. Quite possible. Quite possible. Yeah, yeah. I hope not, because I've got it. I've got it in the PP. But um, what 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 are you thinking at quarterback here, Mike? Because obviously your two your two sort of diamonds in the rough, your Danny Dimes and your Justin Fields, who were going to be QB one and QB two going forward for the next ten years. What's happened? Yes. Have yeah. we realised um, that both of them can't throw the ball? <laughs> Uh, what well, neither of them seem to be running very much this year. Um, I'm so I'm so I'm, I'm, obviously, I know I trade away Matt Jones, but I'm pretty pleased to pick up uh Brock Purdy in the, in the off season. Uh, obviously, I, I, I have got the uh four years of Trey Lance hanging around my neck at the moment as well, but um, yeah, I mean, Phil, Phil, Phil's and, and Jones have just not not played this year, really. Though. They've just not done nothing yeah. at all. There's no, there's, there's, I can't even like. Point at one thing that Phil's does maybe maybe he's got yeah he's 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 going to come back. Um, obviously reading a lot of stuff on the boards and stuff he said maybe they're trying to play him in a you know a way that he, it doesn't suit him by staying in the pocket. Then obviously defensively the other teams have probably realised you keep him in the pocket, he struggles a little bit or a lot how you look how you, how you look at it. So um, and Danny Dimes are just I mean. He, I don't know. I, I just, well, yeah, it didn't help that they, what, they went forty and zero in in week one, um, yes. and they've just they've just struggled, haven't they? The, the Giants to sort of click. They just don't have a receiver. They they're just crying out for a wide receiver. Darren Wallace playing like he's already retired, um, and there's just nothing else. And then Saquon goes down. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're off. That I was going to say. Yeah, they've they've had a bad matchup. So Cowboys and Forty ers yeah. In the first three weeks, like they're two of the top three to five defenses in the league, so I think the next two to three weeks will be key for Daniel Jones to see what his fantasy outlook is actually going to be like because he scored 32 against the Cardinals. Obviously, real life 
he wasn't that great in the especially in the first half. But for fantasy, I think he can still make a comeback um, for you, Mike. And you only need him to perform when it comes to playoff time, anyway, don't you? Because like, I think I think you'll be there or thereabouts. Well, hopefully. I mean, obviously. I mean, if I can, if I can keep going and get myself up that far, yeah. Week thirteen, both him and Fields are on uh, bye weeks, so I need them to start kicking in before that, anyway. Um, wow. Yeah, I, I, just, I think neither have really got going this year. I mean, I, I'd like to think they come back. Certainly, I'd like to see Fields run more, and you know, scramble more, or have design plays that yeah, you, know, you move his legs. But um, yeah, neither of those have really maybe wake up and feel very happy about my quarterback situation. But you know, I'm tied to them for this season at least, so we'll, we'll go from there. Yeah, um, I, th- I, th- like, I think if I was you, I'd be maybe looking at trading one of them to 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 someone that's performing. That sounds silly, but why not look at a Kirk Cousins? Why not look at a Jared Goff? Obviously, it depends who's got them. But uh, Jared Goff with the Warlocks, no chance. Yeah, he might struggle. And, and no, I don't. Arsenic. No, I don't want Tannehill. <laughs> um, but I, look, I, I, I minus. Minus points, no? You don't want minus points in your lineup? <laughs> I'll take I'll take the plus point one point on that. <laughs> I think um I think yeah, you your 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 bet now, Mike, is just obviously watching that all play record and, and essentially you don't really care who you're up against week in, week out. It's all about all play. So you need to be putting up between three hundred and ideally plus three twenty-five plus a week. Um, I want to. I just want to continue last week's form, rest of the season. That'll suit me fine. Upper three hundreds every week. Or you'll win the whole thing, yeah. Uh, if, if you do that, um, but you've got such a high floor. Like if you just go through the team, like we moan about Danny Dimes and Fields, right? But they've both been putting up like 12, 15 points a week. Okay. Um, James Connor's got a floor. Let's just hope he doesn't get injured. Joe Mixon's got a high floor. Um, Javante Williams, let's hope he sort of finds his feet, but he's just it's just it's just a bit messy in, in Denver at the moment there. Monty as well, his injuries haven't really helped him. So you're banking on James Conner there and you're banking on on, on Joe Mixon. Then yep. your wide receivers are are, are to me the, the your absolute strength there. Like Godwin's been unlucky, but Justin Jefferson is just an absolute stud. Metcalf's been good. Jacoby Myers has been such a nice surprise. Just how Myers, yeah, even. Yeah, and, and Adam Thielen, like these two guys who I imagine at the start of the season, you were like, oh, they're just squad players. They've both turned out into really good roles. Debo's been and I've started neither of them. That's the problem. Yeah, but like... You won. Those are two... Exactly. Those are two difficult guys to predict when they're going to go off. But you've got that depth in case someone gets injured now. So now it's a case of, of working out. Uh, big bad, you got three Titans that are all scored 25. Yes, not great, but you've got a flaw. Like your team has got a steady floor, so now it's just a case of of consistently then hitting the floor, and then you need three, four guys to have big weeks every week to to push push three hundred points. You've got good linebacker rooms. You've been unlucky that Bolton hasn't really done much this year, but you've still still got Devin White, uh, Jimmy Davis has been better, and Jordan Brooks who's who's been incredible since his interview. Yeah, yeah I, I wrote off, and I didn't think he was going to come back, and he's been an absolute stud. Or Jordan Brooks. Um, yeah, Miles My- Garrett's uh, de- having a defensive player of the year season. Obviously, you're hoping Bosa comes back and Aaron Donald is is started scoring as well this week as well. So you've got the sort of the the, the high ceiling players to, to to win weeks on defense. Yep. As Justin Jefferson's always going to be the wide receiver one as well. So yeah, 
some positive signs for you. And, and then you've got an absolute ball hawk from the Jets, old Jordan Whitehead. Uh, yeah, he's he's been uh, he's on form this boy. I got, I'm quite impressed. Three picks in week one, and then nine tackles in week three. Jeez. Yeah, he's he's come out, he's come out well. Um, defensively, we're very happy. I mean, certainly last week was two hundred eighteen points. So I was like, that's that is where I, I want these to go. Well, obviously, that two hundred eighteen points is massive, but it, yeah, up, upper upper hundreds, close to two hundred, would be perfect every week with these guys. Um, I guess that and the wide receivers were my real strength are this year. It's like defensively and wide, wide receiver rooms are the ones that hopefully they're carrying. Yeah, th- yeah, you, you you need that defensive floor week in week out. To counter your stuttering QBs and RBs, and that's just yeah, the so way it is. Now, week two went wrong for me. My defensive side, I think, yeah, I think you said it was like Donald was a zero, Bosa was pretty more than sort of three or four points or something. I think it was. Um, yeah, obviously, I've got some injury issues as well, but luckily, I've, I've sort of stacked up most of the positions with with quite a few, you know, warm bodies in there. Uh, and everyone, anyone wants to buy a cornerback, uh, let me know. I've still got hundreds of those. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> on good contracts, a nice long contract as well. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there is a method behind that about madness. That is about that's about limiting how much I do next year in in, in um, RFA. Try and I, 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 the, in in the January uh, owners meeting, I reckon Mike's going to ask. I think it should be compulsory to start three quarterbacks every week. Every, I don't, every I don't, team. I don't want to start three quarterbacks. <laughs> They're just there for depth. I mean, like last year, I got last year. I felt so injured at quarterback last year. I was just picking up player after player on waiver wire. So I just thought I'd just stash them away early. Still getting it. Diggs is out for the season. Stingley's injured yeah. as well. You're still, you're still. At least you'll it. have Diggs next year. Don't worry. Yeah, they'll get coming back. And the thing was, out of the ones I had, I thought, you know, uh, Diggs would be the guy we started pretty much every week. But yeah, he's done for the year. Um, and then well, you've got, got JC Jackson, who's on a big monster contract to healthy scratch, but he's healthy the one you scratch. might lose. He's the one you might lose in the offseason, Mike. Panic. JC Jackson is also he, he might not be playing next year if that court thing comes through. He's like, no, warrant out, warrant out for his arrest, isn't he? So, oh wow. Well, hopefully he gets cut so you can free up a contract there, Mike. Yeah, we'll see. There's other players I'd like to get cut first. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, like I think you've said before, Ross. The corners are so unpredictable anyway. Yeah, you know, what what what's good from yeah. one year to the next? Um, Even weeks week sometimes. Yeah, in hindsight, probably not my wisest wisest decisions why I've done that, but I was kind of forced myself into doing certain things because of my draft situation. I decided to, to limit my my back exposure next year in uh, RFA. Look, so, put, put in the fantasy on hard mode, no picks. <laughs> No Did picks and yeah, all my contracts on quarterbacks. I'm all fair. My contract situation, I'm fairly happy with. Most of it, I've got quite a few guys locked up for a decent amount of time. So okay, some some are probably longer contracts than maybe they should be. And maybe players like Trey Lance at four years does hamper me somewhat in other areas. But I've still, I mean, I still, I still free up some space. You know, tomorrow if I wanted to bring someone in with a couple of the injuries I've got. Brady there, waiting for him to start. Tom Brady. I'm still waiting to Tom Brady to have a Met Life in a green jersey. He's in the comeback. No way. It's not happening. Yeah. I'm surprised he hasn't signed for Vegas this week after Jimmy Jimmy G had a few issues. Well, well they've got uh who's their backup? Um Jared they've got Stone. Brian Hoyer. Oh, yeah, they've yes. also got Aiden O'Connell as well. I'm watching that very closely because yeah, I picked up Aiden O'Connell on the free agents uh, agency. He's uh, he's gonna be a stud, I'm telling you. And Sam's quite high on him, right, as well, from what, from what I've been reading week in, week out on the yes, board. Sam, Sam's been reading my notes, that's why. 
he's hanging Clayton Tune as well, and uh, he got beat out by Josh Dobbs. But I suppose Josh Dobbs is a very, very good player, and he's worth a first round pick, so uh, he's up for sale if anyone wants to buy him. Yeah, he's also he's also for sale in the PP. I've got I've got the the Arizona stack, Dobbs, <laughs> Murray, and Tune. Oh, no, it's been entertaining. Also, also, it's been, a, uh, a, a two first round pick quarterback with a four year contract for uh, Dobbs. You want him? He's in Dallas at the moment. Now. That's the only problem. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. He's done. Yes, I'm hoping he gets cut at some point. I don't. He's gonna. He's gonna come back good. <laughs> we shall see. So, Nathan, as 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 the one sitting outside the RR, tip to win the win the win the uh, the rising rookies this year. My my top six final projections are sixth place uh, because I've already said it. Like, the, the the crunch sneaking in. I had I had to go to the crunch. Then then I'm going to say my, my top my top ten is. So I've got the crunch sneaking in at six. I've got um, I'm going to say the Mungmen at five. I'm going to say the Legion at four. I'm going to say the Arsenic at three, the Warlocks at two, and the Pigskins at one. So, yeah, I've got the Piggies winning it, but I've got Tyler coming second overall in the RR. Uh, then I've got the Arsenic, the Legion, the Mung Men. So, essentially, I've got the Blitz falling off. Um, I've got the Rottweilers falling off, and I've got the Unforgiven not making it. So, I've got the Crunch basically doing a bit more damage in his own Chapter 11. So, I've got him beating the Blitz on the rebound uh, game and, and the Rottweilers. And then I've got uh, the Unforgiven just struggling with, without uh, Chubb. Oh, and I've got the Crunch obviously coming. Yeah, well, I've already said uh, sick. So we so we good. Yeah. Not calls Crunch. <laughs> replace the Crunch with the Rottweilers and maybe I'm in agreement. But yeah, I think the... The pigskins are our favourites for me for the for the title and for RR RR and uh, futures league title. Back to back winners. We're certainly going strong from the start off with, so you know I don't can argue that at the moment. Um, and the other thing as well, you'll make the the right moves as well. I think I think you'll make the right moves to push the chips in. Uh, some other guys maybe maybe wouldn't do that. I'm, I'm looking at you, hard hat Matt, who doesn't have the stones to use all his war bucks. So well, well, we have the stones to. To push in the chips at the right time if he is competing i don't know but um yeah so sorry mike you're you're, you're saying you've pig skins as well yeah i think so i think i mean like you say he's also got enough ammunition to trade with as well so if he needs to go and pick up someone yeah. to, to last minute replacements even if, yeah, even if it costs him quite a hard high draft pick he's there to do it um so that's i think i think it for me it's either yeah the pig skins or the arsenic i think are the top two and i I, I I do hope that Tyler's form continues. I hope he yeah he gets a good run at it as well. So be quite quite good to see him. On a happy a happy Tyler competing for the for the for the uh, for the playoffs. Be good. I I I, I, I want to go really out there and I want to predict like a a Warlocks Koalas um, futures final. That'd be great. That'd be great for the neutral, but. Um, but I think it's it's going to be tough, as you say. The pigskins are just looking so strong, um, all the way through their squad. 
and as you say, that like Ross, one of one of Matt's biggest strengths is how honest he is with sort of trades and talking to people all the time, and and and, and that's actually where I, I would I would sort of tip my hat and an advantage RR mm -hmm. in general is I think you've got a lot more accommodating uh, trade partners, and that's not again I'm not trying to moan or sort of have a dig at the PP. I'm just trying to say that I think the PP are a bit more sort of laid back, but more sort of quieter. Um, sort of sit on their players a bit, um, sort of wait for things to happen. Um, whereas I think there's a lot more um, proactiveness on the RR side. And I think when teams are ready to change or ready to rebuild or ready to retool, they'll be the ones making the first move as opposed to waiting and expecting it to happen. Where I think in the PP, um, yeah, I, I, th I think I know I'm rebuilding. I've sent about 50 to 60 trade offers the last uh the last three weeks alone, um, I've done two trades, but I'm, I'm getting closer, I'm getting better success rate. I'm just looking through here. Every, every, every franchise in the AHA has done at least one trade this year so far. So, Good. Best conference of football. And, so, and some have done 20. Wow. I'm running that since the end, literally after our Super Bowl last year, so anything pretty much within 2023. So. Yes, it's uh, it's good. It's nice active league. It's always good for us in active league. Fantastic. So I think that kind of wraps it up for the evening. So thank you both for joining us, and I hope everyone's enjoyed listening. And we'll try and reconvene maybe a half season review, if not before. Um, yeah, why not? Fantastic. Right. Yeah, another another check in on 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 the pink stakes. Yes. See so yeah, see how close you're getting to it. Yeah. Fantastic. Right. Yes, uh, goodbye from us, I guess. So, see you all soon. See ya. See ya. Yeah.